All right, we're on. Okay. All right. Merhaba. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Hosh geldiniz. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And uh, yeah, we're talking about Central Kapama 13, which because we are recording this on a Monday means we've seen, well, I've seen both the fragments. I don't know if you have. I'm, I'm like done with fragments. <laughs> Never trust a fragment. I No, I hate it. Like those producers or editors or directors, whoever is in charge of that, I have a personal vendetta against them because <laughs> they, <laughs> they're terrible. They always make, I, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. So rather than getting myself emotionally injured or anything like that, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to watch them anymore. And then the whole thing will be a surprise and I can just live in my own dreams and think of whatever I want as far as theories without them tainting my projections. <laughs> okay. Well, then after we finish this episode, plug your ears because I have fan mess or I have listener messages to read. Oh, you can still <laughs> – they can they can send us whatever they want. I'm just not going to give the satisfaction to the producers and watch the fragments. <laughs> well, that's fine because I give enough satisfaction for the both of us because I dramatic- sure you do. I dramatically tweet – Every time a fragment comes out. So. Kristen, you're never dramatic. What are you talking about? I'm a you're very- by far the least dramatic of the two of us. That's a lie. <laughs> and a sarcastic one at that. If you guys have been around a while, you know that um, I tend to have a flair for the dramatics. Just a little bit. Especially, especially when I'm emotionally reacting to something. So, you know. Yeah. And DZs are like a prime breeding ground for that. Uh, yes, they are. So. Yes, they are. Um, just a couple things of housekeeping before we start. Um, just want to give you guys a heads up because every week I get messages, um, which I love that you guys are so eager and enthusiastic. But – Just so you know, next week's episode will probably be a little later than usual. It will still be out before the new Senchal Kapama episode airs, Um, but I will be gone out of town and away from the internet um, Mm -hmm. until late in the day Monday. So when I get home, I'll have to watch the episode, and then Ashley and I will probably record at some point on Tuesday. So it'll be out late Tuesday evening slash early Wednesday morning. Um, but even if it's just a few hours before, it will be out before the new episode airs, barring yep. any crazy emergencies. So Kristen needs some away time, guys. <laughs> yes, I need some time in uh, cold weather because it is still like 100 degrees where I'm at. Hmm. And um, yeah, so it'll be nice. But because of that, we won't get to record when we usually do. So I just wanted to tell you guys all of that so that you know. Um, I also wanted to give a fan art shout out because I have been on the hunt this week for Ed Sarah fan art and there's not that much out there. I mean, what I find is really cool, but you know, like with oh, EK, true. you could find like John M fan art, like coming out of your ears. Yeah, there was a ton of it. And there's just not a whole lot of Senchal Kapama, unless I'm not looking in the right places, in which case, please, uh, let me know where to look, but hmm. 
someone in the Facebook group had posted um, something they had bought on Redbubble, and I want to say it was Stephanie, but it was something uh, that had nothing to do with Central Kapama, I don't think. But when I clicked to see what she had bought, mm-hmm. I then started on a Redbubble rabbit hole, and I found a piece of Ed Sarah fan art, and then I found the artist on Instagram. So, nice. And it's a really cool piece. It's her only piece so far, but because I was, like, tweeting about it and Instagramming about it, the post got, like, ten times as many likes as it had had when I found it. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And so if you guys want to follow the letter R, R Graphic Art on Instagram, go check out her beautiful Ed Sarah fan art and give it some love because nice. I would – some followers. Yeah. And I would love to see her – see how much people love it and then maybe want to create some more so yeah um anyhow so go check her out and then um i just said yeah there's some listener thoughts and theories but i will read those at the end of the episode because they pertain to things that happened in the episode and the fragments and then what oh i wrote those dang fragments i think we sort of covered what that entails (laughs) never trust a fragment (laughs) and i think that was it for housekeeping for me so do you have anything? Mm, no, I I probably did, but I can't think of it now. So. Okay. We're good. All right. Well, then let's start diving into this episode because um, it, despite how it ends, it really was a good episode. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people who think the opposite, which is okay. Um, you know, not every episode can be the best episode or – no episode is the best episode if they're all the best, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I really liked because I felt like this really showcased both Edda and Serkan's insecurities and yes. and how they need to work through them together and maybe give one another the benefit of the doubt when necessary. Yeah. Um, you know, because Edda's kind of feeling insecure when it comes to Celine or just in general, Serkan always has people. Right. Um, and for him, I think his insecurity stems from he doesn't feel like she fully trusts him because how many times did she say, I know you're not coming with me to Italy. I know you're mm-hmm. not coming with me to Italy. Like she's already got it in her head that he's not going to keep his word. Um, so anyways, I just – and we did get a little bit of some drain the pool Sarkon, uh, which I loved. Um, but yeah, so – Anyhow, uh, this episode picks up right where we left off uh, with Celine getting left at the altar. Mm -hmm. And um, essentially, Serkan goes after her when she takes off and kind of leaves Edda standing there, which I already talked about this last week. I didn't really love it, but I also get why he did it. Um, And I wrote, you know, maybe she's a smidge jealous or insecure, a theme for both of them this episode. But when she eventually catches up with him and she's like, did you find her? And he's like, no. And she's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to head home. Like, I'll go home alone. You can keep looking if you need to. You know, I understand. But just call me if you need me, I guess, if you even need me. And he kind of catches on and is like, hmm, are we are we maybe a little jealous? And she's kind of trying to play it cool. Like, no. But he says, I love it because he tells her, because you have no reason to be. And he says, there's invisible handcuffs between us. (laughs) Like, basically, we're linked for life, baby. And Mm -hmm. nothing's going to come between that. Um, And then we get our sweet hand-holding 
moment that was in the fragment for the last, <clears throat> excuse me, for the last episode, but it didn't show up until this episode. And at this point, this is when Baba sees them. So, yeah, we basically know. Yeah. He now knows. Yeah, well, and um, yeah, so essentially he drops Ida off um, and they're kind of talking about, you know, Ida's asking why he thinks Fairy did like did that and just dumped her right at the altar and did it in front of everybody. Um, and Serkan is pretty verbal about disagreeing with him doing it that way mm-hmm. and doing it in front of everybody and not and waiting until the very last second, which, you know, I, I do agree with that, but I also think better to do it before the wedding than after. So yep. yeah, I, I understand. And Ferdy had even said, I wish I had the courage to do this earlier. Yes. So it's it doesn't seem like he was really trying to be vindictive or no. rude or anything like that. So um, Eda makes a comment. She says, well, I guess it just shows that sometimes love isn't enough. And Serkan is like, wow, sometimes love isn't enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by you, Eda Yildas. And uh, so then they kind of – keep talking and he essentially tells her that hey look i'm done with being secretive i need you to talk to your aunt i'm going to talk to my parents we need to tell everybody and not be sneaky about this anymore so she promises that she'll do it and that's Mm -hmm. one good thing is we finally get the whole truth out during this episode yes amen yeah and i'm glad that they didn't keep it a secret for long because that just would have made everybody crazy and it would have just added drama and we have enough of that looming overhead already yeah we just don't need we just don't need that so <laughs> no they're not a couple of teenagers they're two grown adults they're not. so yeah no i totally agree i also exactly. wrote that when she says sometimes love is not enough in parentheses i wrote foreshadowing there were a couple statements that were made this episode mm. throughout that i feel like were foreshadowing for things to come hmm so that's one of them. Yeah, I um, can see that well. And that's another way that she's really showing her insecurity mm-hmm. that, yes, they love each other. But she obviously is thinking that maybe their relationship isn't going to be strong enough to withstand mm-hmm. whatever is coming in the future. Yeah. Yep. So, But, you know, Serkan is game. <laughs> and he's like, well, because Ada's kind of like, oh, I'm going to tell my aunt she's going to lose her mind. And he's like, all right, well, let everything burn. Let it let the chaos come because we'll be stronger because of it. Yes, I love that. And I wrote that's my next one for foreshadowing mm-hmm. is because we know by the end of this episode, the chaos is for sure coming. Yes. Um, so I would like to think that him saying it will make us stronger mm-hmm. is going to be a foreshadowing of his attitude, his actions. His determination. His determination, thank you. Yes. When maybe hers is sometimes love isn't enough, he is going to be like, well, this is the chaos that's going to make us stronger. And yeah. Yeah. So I I like that theory. I like the potential that even if one of them is maybe low mm -hmm. and in the depths and not having enough faith in their relationship that maybe the other one can kind of pick up the slack for them. Yes. Yes. And I mean, isn't that really what love is? Yeah. 
Um, Yeah. So then we get, Sarkon gives her a cheek kiss to, quote, improve morale. (laughs) I mean, I'll bet it worked. (laughs) Well, I mean, it improved my morale and it wasn't even my cheeky kiss. Right. So so, yeah, and I wrote, and the way he smiles afterward just melts me. His His smiles, I, they're just so much, ever since the end of Eleven, they just have had this freeness to them this freedom this like mm-hmm. light airy yeah so i don't know i just i love them so much um so then we pan over to the girls at home together they're kind of discussing the whole wedding fiasco and um edda kind of wants to finally tell the girls but our dem's there with them <laughs> he's talking about yeah. how marriage is like walking into the pits of despair and all this stuff and it is like, yeah, Erdem, go help, go help, uh, Auntie down in the nursery. Like, mm-hmm. essentially kicks him out. Yeah. So then he she gets sh- all mad. He's uh-huh. like, "I'm taking your slippers as punishment." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that's what he said because he's like walking out in her cute little like fuzzy slippers. Um. So she finally, finally tells the girls because Jaren's like, "Okay, I know that look. That's an Ada has something to tell us look." Mm-hmm. So she tells them like we're in love. She tells them how he told her, you know, the fact that he had fell- fallen madly in love with her and that she fell in love with him too, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And so I love it because every last one of them, even though Fifi was like not Sarah Khan's number one fan. Yeah. Even though Melo kind of felt cheated, you know, having called him brother-in-law this whole time when it was fake, mm-hmm. they are so happy for her mm-hmm. and they are just cheering and hugging her and supporting her. And I love it because Melo's like, um, just like basically, you know, the fairy tale came true that he really did love her because she had mentioned, I think in the last episode, like, like someone doesn't do all those things for a fake fiance, like how he, you know, walked all over the garden's all over Istanbul to find yes. her and all of that. And then I love that Fifi even says, well, if, yes. the, if the robot Serkan said that he fell in love, like he must mm-hmm. really be in love. So congratulations. Yeah. yeah. I love that they just believed her and yes. believed that this was a real thing and just supported her immediately. Yes. Because I think sometimes when friends – because friends are protective of each other. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that can cause situations like that to end up being like, well, people aren't as happy for their friend as maybe they could be. Right. No, I totally agree. And I know we've been on both ends of that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So then it's time for Sachma Pasta. Yes. <laughs> yes. I Which love it. turns out to be really disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that was really funny. They're like, whose idea was it to put vinegar in this? Yeah. <laughs> Which just sounds terrible for terrible a cake. Terrible for a cake. Oh, my gosh. But they're having a good old time. So they're just having their bonding time. And yes. so while all that's going on, Idon finds out from a friend on the phone about the wedding fiasco. Mm-hmm. Alptekin yeah. Yeah, comes home and they end up having a conversation about it and she's like, gonna try to call Celine and Alptekin's like look I tried you can't get a hold of her nobody can find her 
And uh, Idon is basically convinced that, oh, well, you know, she wasn't ma- meant for Farid anyway, and maybe Serkan is with her, and now there aren't any obstacles in the way for the two of them to get together. And Alptekin basically breaks the news to her that, well, no, Serkan is not with her because he's with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because when he brings that up, you can see you can see the understanding in her eyes as she's like, "Who? Who who is he with?" Uh-huh. <laughs> because girlfriend knows exactly who her son is with. You know what it reminds me of? That scene in the office when realization is you already you <laughs> oh know what I'm going to say, huh? With Pam. Yes. When she realizes that Michael is dating her mom, and she's like, who, Michael? Who? Because <laughs> she starts off really excited. Yeah. as she keeps asking, she's like, who, who, who? Tell me. <laughs> That's totally Idon's reaction. Oh, yep. my gosh. So, um... <laughs> So that's all happening, and the girls are eating their gross cake, more girl yeah. talk, and Ada basically points out that, you know, I believe in Sarkhan's love for me, and I know that we'll overcome everything together. So this mm-hmm. is foreshadow number three. Mm-hmm. So while she did say yeah. that sometimes love isn't enough, I think this is an indicator that she does believe that their love is enough. Yeah. Um, I, I hope so. So, me too. I hope so. So, so then s- we get a uh, sweatshirt, Sarkhan. Yes. Which I was like, excuse me, why haven't we had sweatshirt Sarkhan before okay. in this entire series? I literally wrote right here, Sarkhan in sweats, exclamation point, exclamation I, point, exclamation point. And then during the live watch, I was like, where has this been for 13 episodes? <laughs> yeah, we need more of this wardrobe designer. Thanks. I mean, I love the waistcoat later on, but mm-hmm. there's something about sweats. So – Please and thank you. We would like more. Uh, <laughs> yes, so he, please, more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls Parole and asks about if she's heard from Celine, but of course nobody can find her, and that's that's kind of that. They're just worried about her um, after this whole madness. Mm-hmm. So we switch back over to Eda and Ifair comes in mm-hmm. oh this is just a oh that's right yeah so ifer comes in and she has obviously obviously been thinking about this mm-hmm. and stressing about this for a while because she kind of just says let me ask you a question and all you have to do is say yes or no mm-hmm. are you going to italy and honestly this bothered me because this just keeps coming up, mm-hmm. and her aunt is obviously not trusting Edda right. to her word when Edda has very clearly stated several times already mm-hmm. that, yes, she's going to Italy. She's just putting it off for a couple months. Yep. So Edda tells her yes. Um, she's like, yes, of course I am. Eifer is kind of relieved, but Eifer notices that Ada looks like she has something she wants to say. Mm-hmm. So she's like, uh, is there something you want to tell me? But Ada chickens out, essentially. And she's yeah. like, it's late. I'll tell you tomorrow. Uh-huh. So uh, 
Sirkan winds up calling Ida after this and mm-hmm. is like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I told the girls, but I wasn't able to tell my aunt yet, but I will. It's happening. And he's like, okay. So he asks her again, what are you doing right now? And she says, dreaming. And he says, about – and she's basically is like, I'm not telling you, you. And he's like, I'm dreaming about something too. And I love it because she's like, Sercon Bolat dreams? Like – and he just kind of laughs and says, sweet dreams, Edda Yildiz. She says, sweet dreams, Sercon Bolat, and they hang up. So then I wrote, who comes a-knocking in the this-could-have-been-a-phone-call fashion? That's right. Rowan. You guessed it. Celine. Celine. Yeah. Great. Super. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. She just keeps Celine. That's like the trend of this episode is Celine shows up. Yes. Yeah, so true. <laughs> it's like, great. Celine shows up again. Great. Super. Here she is again. Awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is exactly what I did not ask for. <laughs> yeah. Amen, sister. Because, yeah, she basically comes in. You know, she apologizes for coming by late, so I guess at least she realizes that it's not really that appropriate. Right. But, so, you know. So, wait. I, okay. So, this was confusing to me mm-hmm. because we get a little, like, clip and it looks like it's morning time. Mm-hmm. And that she came super early in the morning. Is yes. that correct? I think that is what was supposed to be implied. Okay. Um, because when when Edda sees her on FaceTime later, he's like, mm-hmm. she came early this morning. So okay. I think it might have been filmed at night it okay. might just be a bit of a continuity issue sure but i do believe it was meant to be early in the morning okay. because when after she comes in and you know she basically is like i'm sorry blah 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 i came over because i needed to tell you that when i thought you know my forever was with fairy i was going to do everything to make sure he was happy and that included mm-hmm. selling the majority of my shares to fa of course their cons like what the heck why'd you do that um all this stuff. Because my thing is, like, you could have sold them to Sercon. Yeah. Why did it have to be to F.A.? Mm-hmm. So she tells him that she kept ma- f- 5% for herself. And I was like, okay, let's do some DZ math real quick here. Because – I did so, the same thing. So it's implied that she held 50%. Because if she mm-hmm. gave – 40, if she sold 45 to F.A., she kept 5 for herself. That's 50%. Yeah. So are we to assume then that Baba – had 50% also because he hadn't left his part to Sercon yet. Sercon. But he gave 5% to Federit. So Baba actually only had a 45% holding as of him giving Ferit shares a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So until recently, Celine was the majority shareholder. Yeah, so that's what I got from it. Okay. Mostly from the the conversation in the office later on once mm-hmm. F.A. is there and mm-hmm. they have the little – when he, you know, he asks Ferit how many – how, what percentage he holds, yes. all that. So, yes, my understanding from that was that – because I was thinking that Baba would still have some shares right now. Yes. That's why I was but, like, this adds up to more than 100% what is happening. But Yeah, but after the heart attack situation and he's like, no, I'm giving everything to you, my assumption was that everything that was previously his as far as share-wise is now officially Sercon's. Okay. Same, because then it actually adds up to 100. Um, So Sarkhan's frustrated, but he actually – he's like, I can't be mad about your reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, And then I wrote – then he's a little too generous because he tells her to stay and rest because he's planning to go work out anyway. So it's not like he was like, stay in my house with me because he was like, I'm leaving, so just stay here and get rest. 
Right. So I wrote, finally, we get a gratuitous workout scene. Okay, but listen, this was like not (laughs) – it was like two seconds and his shirt was on. And I was like (laughs) – His shirt will probably always be on. He has – he's he's stated before he does not like to do pointless like shirtless scenes just for the sake of showing off his body in his disease but Serkan, karem the people want it <laughs> but like that's what his instagram is for because it's do you not like, like i'm arguing with you about this <laughs> like like you're his representative listen i'm with you but but i have to think if this were a woman, I know who, who in a DZ didn't want to walk around in a certain type of outfit or whatever because she doesn't want because she's choosing that she doesn't want her body to be on display, right? Then you know we would obviously completely respect that, and that's what he's totally. saying too. I think it's just for him. It's more like I mean he did that Under Armour ad that he's very much on display in that. I think right. it's just more about that's that's the um, platform for that. Versus in his DZs, he wants to be appreciated for his acting, not for his abs. And I would totally – I mean, I would be doing the same thing if I happened to be acting in DZs. So I truly don't hold it against him. No. But it would have been nice for his actual workout sequence to actually be longer than 20 seconds. Uh He did like two reps and two pull-ups and then (laughs) – and then Safey came in for the ad. <laughs> and accused him of having dandruff. Yeah. And Sarkhan's like, I was just at the stables. It must be that. Hygiene is important, Safey. <laughs> Very important. And then we so, get our then we get our ad. Which I'm yes. assuming I'm assuming this head and shoulders ad paid for our curtain scene later. Um even though you don't actually see a kiss. Yeah. So if our took charge them for that i hope it was a discounted rate (laughs) yeah yeah we didn't even get a full-on view (laughs) no no but god bless the drone man on set because he released the other side of that um on his instagram account which was the side where there were no curtains oh nice Mm -hmm. and there's some really nice hair stroking happening in that (laughs) clip so Drone man, I forgot your name, but Um, He probably saw the hot mess that was like social media the next day when people were all losing their minds over how we felt ripped off in that scene. And he yeah. was like, hang on, let me help you out. Um, and then he did. So um, anyways, so we get uh, after we know that Serkan doesn't have dandruff, uh, <laughs> we get Altekin and I, I done having a chat in the morning and mm. neither of them could sleep because they're both kind of stressed out about this whole situation with Eda and her parents and their history with her. And he, Alptikian once again is like, I have to tell Serkan. Mm-hmm. So he's bummed that he didn't know sooner because he's thinking that if he had known, then right when they met her, he would have told her immediately. Go ahead. Well, so my the other translations that I watched did not say what the first translation said. You know, okay. Yes, and I'm thankful. Okay, <laughs> listen, I should have checked. You know what? It's funny because I messaged both Damla and Miriam about other parts of this episode mm-hmm. last night, and I should have asked about this because there was one translation uh-huh. that implied that Baba wanted to adopt her. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, well, that wouldn't work because no. how weird to be your the soulmate of your adopted sister. That's just weird and uncomfortable. So Yeah. So in, in the translations I watched for my note taking, Turk Flick, um, they they essentially said it was him basically saying if I had known sooner, I would have told her when we met her. Mm. So it wasn't anything about adoption. Because okay. I was like, so that was interesting to me. And I was thinking, okay, then maybe that's more correct. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that is a kind of a strange thing to throw in there. Yeah. When they're in a relationship now. <laughs> so, yeah. Go home, we'll Express just, DZ, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pretend that that didn't ever happen let's bleach that (laughs) let's bleach that thought from our our brains um so yes um he or i don basically says at this point well because she's done so much for us and all Mm -hmm. this stuff like she's either an angel or she's here to avenge her family and I yeah. love that because Alptekin shuts that down real fast. He's like, he does. There's no way. Like, there, that's not what she's here for. He doesn't believe it, and neither do I. Um, and then they call Serkan and tell him to come over. Yeah. So we get a cute little morning video chat between mm-hmm. Serkan and Eda. But <laughs> we happen to see Celine in the background. Mm-hmm. And Eda is not thrilled. I mean, who would be? Because your boyfriend's ex is just hanging out at the crack of dawn uh-huh. in his apartment. Uh-huh. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> who just got left at the altar by her fiance. And who is probably very vulnerable mm-hmm. and emotionally. Emo- emotionally? Emotional. Emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically says, you know, I'll explain everything later. She came really early this morning. Sorry, no big deal. Right. Do you notice, though, when he's like, oh, I see you still have that scratched out picture of me hanging up. And she's Mm -hmm. like, happy memories. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, too good. So breakfast with iFair. Everybody's Mm -hmm. sad for Celine. Malek's kind of wondering if she still has a job because of Celine's leaving. Right. Um, You know, uh, Erdem is trying to get a Tinder date with Fifi, but – Kind of like in a catfishing manner. I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah. Um, Should we cover this really quickly? Yeah. It's just a few little spots in the Yeah, because basically Malek sees what he's doing right then and there. And she stealthily takes its phone from him. Right. And it winds up helping him throughout the episode. Yes. And she ends up convincing him to – well, she sends the message herself. She doesn't even convince him that uh, asking to meet up with Fifi – and she's thinking, oh, this is your chance. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, reveal your true feelings and all that all that jazz. So he shows up at a cafe because they do agree to meet. And he's got a leather jacket and a mm-hmm. huge bouquet of flowers. He's all concerned that the flowers match his outfit. <laughs> oh, I should have looked up what those flowers were. I didn't even think about that. It was just a big bouquet. I, d- I don't know. I – this is I what you. Kind of, this is what you've reduced us to, Aisha. Every time we see like a petal in a scene, we're like, "What does it mean?" <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as concerned because they're just a secondary storyline, so yeah. I didn't really think there would be much symbolism. Yeah, I'm in sure that there's bouquet. not. Yeah, but uh, Fifi shows up. She sees that it's Erdem, and she gets pissed and leaves. Uh huh. She gets the <laughs> heck out of Dodge. Uh huh. 
So that's that storyline. Yes. So um, Sarah Khan shows up um, at his parents and Idon's like, I'll leave you guys to talk. So she leaves Baba to tell Sarah Khan. And Sarah Khan kind of starts scolding him about Celine at first because he's like, oh, I assume you know what Celine did. And mm-hmm. um, and he's like, funny how I kept telling you to buy her out. I've been saying this for months and you didn't listen to me. And you know what else is funny? I also told you not to bring Ferry at all into the holding and yep. look at the mess we have now. He's a partial – he's a partial sh- partial shareholder. Say that five times fast. Hmm. Um, you know, and he's basically like, why don't you trust me? And the way he says that, I'm like, oh, this poor guy. Like – it's such a loaded question because, mm-hmm. you know, this is clearly an issue he's had for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he even brings up, you know, if my brother were here, he'd already be running the holding. Like basically saying Baba would have handed it over by now. And he's like, you know what, though? Never mind. That doesn't even matter. Just tell me what you called me here for. But Baba can barely get anything out before he essentially has a heart attack. And this broke me because in that moment while watching live – I completely forgot about Idon's agoraphobia. Oh, And yeah. I was like, why isn't she going to the hospital with it? And then I was like, <sighs> oh, crap. Like, and then I just thought, like, imagine dealing with that. I know. Where you are physically, emotionally, mentally unable to mm-hmm. get your legs to move off of your property, but yet your husband could be dying and you're yeah. – she's just like in this – peril like please don't leave him alone Sarkhan go with him like what's and she's even like what's wrong with me if this can't even take me outside of my property lines like what will like she's so frustrated with herself she's so scared for her husband like Nestle Mm -hmm. Han played that scene very very well she did and it's just heartbreaking to see and it's like how how horrible and how much more trapped she must have felt in that moment. Seeing yeah. him being carted away, not knowing how serious it was, not being able to follow him. Yeah. I mean, Serkan thankfully tries to reassure her and he's mm-hmm. like, I won't leave his side. Don't worry. I'll be with with him every step of the way. But still, how helpless would you feel in well, that right. situation? It's horrible. Yeah. So I – yeah, my heart broke in that scene. Um, then we get a little – uh, check in at Life Art that uh, Peril's leaving Ingen. Or no, she's not leaving him a message yet. She's looking for him because all this stuff that he's in charge of is kind of like falling apart. Mm-hmm. And we basically find out he's in Qatar out of the country. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. of course he is. We kissed and he ran away. Yeah. Now, in real life, sweet baby Anul <laughs> aggravated his previous foot injury and was right. in the hospital. So he – very quickly clearly needed to be written out of this episode and this was the easiest way to do that um but yeah so he's just in qatar on a quote important matter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and pearl's pissed because she's like what a chicken um so we switch back over to uh the hospital and Serkan is because i think because he's so upset emotionally mm-hmm. that he's having these flashbacks to yeah. when he got sent away and begging for his dad and wondering where his brother is and all this stuff so he's really upset he doesn't know what's going on with his dad and then guess who shows up again celine so my my literal note for this was uh celine go away because once again celine shows up Uh uh-huh and i wrote stop touching him thanks yeah 
Because yep. she's like, it's going to be okay, knee pat. It's going to be okay, arm touch. Like, knock it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's heartbreaking because he's blaming himself. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, he blames himself because Serkan. Mm-hmm. And Celine comforts him, whatever. I want her leave and for, for Edda to be there. But that's what happens. Yes. Idon continues to stress out at home. Safi calls Serkan for an update for like the 100,000th time. Mm-hmm. But Serkan actually answers this time and kind of says, look, seems like he's okay. They are running a few tests, but they're going to release him soon. So it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, he then calls Edda because the last she knew he was going to be picking her up soon and explains the situation. Of course, she's immediately worried and on high alert. And she's like, I'll be right there, blah, blah, blah. See, now this bothered me because I was like, just let her come. Just let her yeah. come. Yeah. And But he tells her not to worry about coming. But then she hears Celine in the background like, oh, you know, Alptakeen wants to see you. He's awake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good for Edda for realizing like, okay, the most, you know, the highest priority right here is Alptakeen. So, you know, she doesn't make it all about her. Like, why is Celine there? And I'm not. Like – um, in that moment, she's just like, okay, call me, I guess, when you can, like, but she's clearly affected. Um, so they get off the phone. The doctor explains to Sarah Khan that Baba needs some lifestyle changes, yada, 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 and lets him go in to see him for just a few minutes. And Baba basically tells him that this is a sign that it's time to hand over the holding to Sarkhan. It's time for him to be at home and spend time with his wife more. Um, he tells Sarkhan to bring bring the holding back to its former glory. Mm-hmm. Show F.A. who's boss. You know, show this new partner of our exactly who's in charge. Yeah. And then ask for forgiveness for letting Sarkhan think that he loved his brother more than he loved Sarkhan. And then Baba right. goes on to say something, but they get interrupted because he says, you know, he was important to me, but you. I know. That was – I was like, what was he about to say? <laughs> I know. And then that dumb nurse comes in to take care of – well, she's not a dumb nurse. We love nurses. But right. In in, in Land, she was frustrating because she walked right in, in the middle of a pivotal moment. But, right. um, you know, so Sarkhan has to leave. F.A. calls at that moment to say, hey, I'm in Turkey, so let's let's have an official meeting. Serkan right. says, okay, but we're going to have it at Art Life because I'm going to be running both things from basically my home turf for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So then he asks Celine to come and back him up. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edda comes out and gives the news to everybody about what happened to Baba Bolat, and they all kind of rally, and they mm-hmm. decide – that they're going to go to help, they're going to go to life art, or they're going to check on – you could you could tell that Ifer's immediate thought was Idon mm-hmm. and how she's doing um, and how everything's working with her, obviously not being able to leave. So yeah. they all kind of just get up and head to their different places. Yes. Um, so Ed Sarah arrives at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, my gosh, these – this is one of two very sweet Layla scenes because Layla's like all teary-eyed and asking about Optikeen and, mm-hmm. you know, Sarkhan says he's going to be okay, but there's, you know, there's some changes, um, you know, work-wise. And, um, and so – but she just runs up and like gives him this very awkward hug because Sarkhan just stands there like and yeah. doesn't reciprocate the hug because he's Sarkhan. Um, but – Layla just wants him to know, like, that she cares. And he's like, okay, thank you, Layla. Um, And it was just – it was super awkward but very sweet. So, uh, meanwhile, Malek is checking on Celine. They're kind of chatting. She's like, I just wanted to check on you um, and see how you were doing. 
And Celine explains, like, uh, sorry that this is all kind of frantic um, and very last minute. But, um, you know, if you – you can have a job with F.A. still since he's taking over my portions. Like, I'm sure you could um, get a job as his assistant so that you're still employed. Um, and – Malek's basically like, I appreciate that, but I'm here just to help you if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Celine accepts. Like, actually, it would be nice to have you around these last couple days while I get everything together. So yeah. M- Malek's just being sweet and helpful, although she does wind up gossiping and telling everyone what happened, which, you know, then sends it a flutter through the holding and into art life. And everybody knows Celine has sold her shares. Right. And then people at Life Art start freaking out because they think that Sarah is going to leave because now if he's in charge of the holding, is he going to stick around Life Art? Rumors start flying. And Edda is kind of the one who's like, hey, guys, chill out. Sarah mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't going anywhere. He's still in charge of this company and you don't need to worry. Yeah. So then Sarah comes out and asks a bunch of them into his office. So we get a real quick hop over to Idon video calling Altakin <laughs> with Safi's help. Um, most of this is just we, – we have a few episodes like this. And uh, so Idon is just kind of checking to make sure everything's perfect for Altakin. Yeah. Altakin explains he wasn't able to tell Serkan about Eda. She says she will. And then we get another couple where she's just kind of bothering him at this point. <laughs> right. Because she's she's trying to do what she can from where she is. But right. it's far less helpful than she believes it to be. So, yeah, it's just some funny fretting scenes where she's like trying to be controlling over the air conditioning and the pillows and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So. So, so Serkan explains all of the holding responsibilities. He explains FA's 45%. And then he essentially asks all of them for help, which is huge. Uh-huh. They're all shocked. They're like, did Serkan just ask us for help? <laughs> yeah. Like, did we hear that correctly? Yeah. But so of course, that was he- a nice little yes. – I-, I loved that little um, – Hum, humil- moment of humility, maybe. Yes. Except yeah. then he follows it up with, but I still expect 200% <laughs> out of all of you. So, yeah, he's got to throw in his little bit of circonness into uh-huh. it. So then Celine shows up at Art Life. Perel hugs her that they decide they'll catch up tonight. She interrupts Ed Sarah while they're in the conference room. Mm-hmm. Um, Edda apologizes about how everything went down at the wedding and. Basically, we find out the plan is for Serkan to buy back the shares that Celine mm-hmm. sold. And then Federit walks in and Celine's like, yeah, if he's here, I'm out. Goodbye. And like storms out of the conference room. Serkan scolds Ferit and is basically like, listen, dude, no matter your reasons, what you did was really messed up. And then Ferit storms out of the conference room. Yeah. Goes after Celine. And, you know, I, I – loved what he said to her mm-hmm. first of all you know when she starts going off on him he's like oh so sorry i caused you another pr crisis that you inevitably got through congratulations <laughs> and you know and i was like bravo bravo yeah. and then basically he says listen i'm sorry i didn't realize this sooner that part yes doing it during our wedding ceremony was wrong and i admit right. that but what i did was not mm-hmm. like breaking up with you was not the mistake mm-hmm. like Like, you really expected me to go through life as I sat there and thought about it. Like, that you are pining after another man who is always going to be a part of our lives. So, Meanwhile, he, Ferit, was madly in love with her. Yep. And I wrote, irony. (laughs) 
Uh, because then he also tells her he overheard her conversation, all this stuff. And that's when Donnie realizes on her, like, oh, okay. Right. Um, because he's like, oh, don't act like you sold your shares for me. You hmm. did that just so that you wouldn't have to be facing the man you love every day and not be able to have him. Hmm. And I wrote, irony, Farid breaks up with Celine for the same reasons she broke up with Serkan. Because mm-hmm. they, both Serkan and Celine. Sarkon could not love Celine the way she wanted to be loved, and yeah. Celine could not love Ferit the way he wanted to be loved. So that's a good point. So Ferit broke up with her for the same reason she broke up with Sarkon, yet she was willing to break up with Ferit for a chance with the man she left for the very valid reasons I just said. Yep. Like it's this whole weird circular irony that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really great point. And it shows you how emotions can play with your logic mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to decision making. So, oh yeah, it's just kind of a rough situation. Yep. And that's not even including the fake engagement. Nope. <laughs> Turned real relationship with uh-huh. Ed Sarah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so F.A. is late and Sarkhan is annoyed because mm-hmm. he's Sarkhan and he – Farid makes a comment about, can't you just be a little patient? And Sarkhan's like, patient? That word isn't in my vocabulary, Farid. Uh-huh. He like tells the security guard to lock him out if he doesn't come in five more I minutes. I loved that so <laughs> much. Because even Celine's like, you're going to lock out your business partner? And he's like, yeah, because he needs to learn this is not how we do business. Like, oh my gosh. Like, like he. Like he's a child. Like, <laughs> like if we let him do whatever he wants, he'll never learn, Celine. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. Oh my gosh. So th- th- he does show up, and I wrote, "Enter F.A. Bay, fresh from the seventies." <laughs> yeah, and he is Mr. Charmer. Now, okay, so I was curious, so I looked up his name, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Okay, so F.A., mm-hmm. d- did you look this up at all? I looked it up in Italian, I think, because he's supposed to be Italian. Oh, what is it in Italian? It is – I don't remember if anything came up because I don't remember screenshotting anything. Because F.A. is a word in Turkish. Oh, is it? According to my Turang uh-huh. uh, dictionary. Okay, what is it? It means swashbuckler. What? <laughs> So I'm like, is he supposed to be like a pirate, like oh. coming in to pillage the holding and like take away the booty? Is that, is that what's supposed to be happening here? I mean, it makes sense. Like, And a- Akman means decent. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Hmm. So like a decent pirate or I, I don't know. That's- but the fact that F.A. means swashbuckler <laughs> had me dying. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't think anything had come up in Italian for me, which is why I was like, oh, okay, okay, this must not. Because he's supposed to be this Italian architect. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, we were – was it was it Hannah uh, that was like, does Aisha hate Italians or something? Yes, like, Like, did she date an Italian man one time and he was just the absolute worst and so now she's determined to – Make a bad name for well, every Italian man because, out there. Well, and woman, <laughs> because like Jank cheats on uh, her with an, true. with an Italian girl. Uh, 
Italy has very bad correlations in Aisha's <laughs> shows. Yeah, because, you know, we had uh, what's, what's his name? Fabri from uh-huh. Erkenji Kush. And now we have F.A. here. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's got something against the Italians. <laughs> Aisha. Girl, do you need to talk about it? Uh huh. We're here. We're here if you need to, if you need to vent. So he shows up. You're right. He's charming the pants off of everybody. Mm-hmm. Melo's affected. You know, Layla. Mm-hmm. Layla's like affected. drooling over him. And she calls him a nice piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then Melo calls him like, Either the brown king, the coffee king, or the brunette king, like something like that. Yeah. Because I think because of his jacket. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I basically was like, he's so smooth that I can't trust him. Yeah, totally. So then we get a quick one over to Idon telling Safi to do research on Edda. Mm-hmm. And Safi's like, what in the world do you think you're going to find out? Like, she's a sweet baby angel. And she's like, don't worry about it. Just look up everything. I need to know she's trying to get revenge. And he's like, revenge for what? And she's like, don't worry about it. So yeah. Safi has now been, you know, given a task. Yeah. Um, F.A. and Sarah Connor are already butting heads mm-hmm. because F.A., much like Edda, mm-hmm. enjoys kind of chaos and impulsivity. And Sarah Khan is wants things in order and yeah. all that. So Mr. That, type A. Yeah. So that's clearly going to come into play later because it seems like there's going to be things that Edda maybe agrees with or sides with F.A. about with landscape and architecture. Right. Um, so Well, because he's a world-famous landscape designer. Mm-hmm. He's her idol. They have mm-hmm. similar spontaneous personalities. Yep. yep. So we're, we've got uh, trouble ahead for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And F.A. also says he's not selling his shares back. He's like, I literally mm. just acquired these. I would look like a terrible businessman if I just sold these right back. He's like, let's talk in six months. Yeah, because Sarah Khan immediately is like, uh, by the way, before we sign these contracts, give me back the shares. Uh-huh. So F.A.'s like, by the way, since I am a shareholder, let's celebrate. And Sarah Khan's like, well, I'm running two businesses now. I have a lot of work to do. So yeah. no. Um, and then – um, we, we have a little Erdem thing. Um, Layla and Melo battle it out to be F.A.'s assistant. Yes. We see just how dangerous Melo can, can uh-huh. be with her little glare. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Too funny. Um, all the final signatures are being had. Mm-hmm. F.A. – and this is when – you kind of mentioned the, this a little bit, but – Yeah. F.A. The percentage chat. Yes. Tells Ferit, like, hey – Every amount is important, which mm-hmm. for F.A. it is because if he's got Federate in his pocket. Exactly. F.A. is an equal shareholder to Sercon and Celine. So and we, it's 50-50. And it, so, you know, all of the conversations, you know, Ferry is supposedly F.A.'s advisor with mm-hmm. this whole deal. So F.A. is, as we can see later, he's already trying to get close with Ferry and he is already trying to be smooth with him, tell him he's thankful for him, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense that Sir Khan is being so pushy with Celine and yes. he keeps telling her I need you I need you I need you as much as I don't like it I understand it and business wise he is in the right because he's got to protect what mm-hmm. once fully belonged to his family you know what else would work if she just gave Sarah Khan her 5% in shares yeah that's true so 
whatever. That's true. But because that oh, that's a good point, especially if she is so opposed to seeing Farid. Yep. And hanging out with him and having to be around yep. him, blah, blah, blah. Or just okay, the fact then stick your money where your mouth is. Yep. And give Serkan all of your shares. Yep. And on top of that, you are the reason we're in this mess. So mm-hmm. how about you do anything to make it right? Which in this case she sees is standing by and supporting Sercon. But that's when I just be like, here, take my shares and do what you need to with them then. Yep. So whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, F.A. then explains he'll find a spot to work among the staff. Um, he likes to work among, you know, his employees and – A man um, of the people. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. 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 Um. And Edda's watching as Sarkon and Selene are kind of having the conversation you pointed out, mm-hmm. you know, where he's saying he needs her, he needs her support. And, you know, the look on her face, I'd have the same one, honestly, because it that's got to be hard. Like, yeah. I, she knows he's saying it professionally, but still, to hear that the man you're in love with is telling another woman that he needs her, one specifically that he has a history with. Yes. Um, so, but Selene ends up leaving to go do work, and Edda comes into the office to talk with Sarkon. Yes. And And thankfully, this kind of makes up for the whole situation because she asks if he's okay. And he's like, I can barely hold back lest I hug you right now. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. I love – I love this Sercon so much. He just says – I just – I love it. He's kept – he's just kept so much inside for so long that I Mm -hmm. love now he just like – lets it out when he can like ugh. he's a robot without a filter now so yes. it's like he can he, he can be free with with his little robot feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it so she edda asks if selene is gonna stay and he's like yes is that a problem for you and she's like no or no actually she doesn't say no she says well is there a reason and then he says honestly i need her to I need to get the holding back from F.A. Achman. And she says, okay, but you surprised me because you should be very angry when you found out about the stock sale, but you didn't say anything to Celine. Good point. Uh-huh. And he says, yes, but now I can't get angry with her. You know, there's a relationship between us, our childhood, our families, the holding. And Edda says, yes, I know that and I understand it. Uh, and then she just asks if – does she ask if he has work? He asks if she has work to do. Oh, that's right. Um, and so she explains the golf resort plans mm-hmm. that she's working on and asks about him. He says he has to develop a program mostly because I think just the merging of him overseeing two companies, mm-hmm. it's all crazy. Layla has to work up some crazy schedule for him. Yeah. Uh, but he says that's okay then. He says, but if you want, we can have dinner later together. And, of course, she says, yes, I want to. <laughs> Just let me know when you're done. And then he says, Eda. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> she's walking away. Mm-hmm. And he says, Eda. And she says, yes. Mm-hmm. And he says, I can't breathe without you. I can't breathe when he says that. Oh. And then because they are the best, mm-hmm. she walks back up to him and she mm-hmm. says, whenever you need me to, I will be your breath. I – oh, talk about a swoonami. Like, I can't <sighs> breathe when you're not here. Like, mm-hmm. just to say, like, I need you by my side. I need you in proximity, which is mm-hmm. very interesting for, 
one reason being the song that they play later during the curtain scene is actually a song that played in episode five during the waterfall scene. Mm-hmm. Both the songs, because there's two different songs that play later in that curtain scene, they both yeah. played during episode five. One was during the fragment. The other one was during the actual episode. But – and – I remember when that song first played, I was like, this feels like a pivotal song for them because Mm -hmm. there are lyrics that say, like, I cannot sleep at night when you're not near and I do not want these days to end Mm -hmm. uh, without you here, like, you know, when you're here with me. And so this just felt very reminiscent of that. And so I Mm -hmm. love that then that song wound up playing later again in this episode. Um, And also there (laughs) – I I couldn't see this scene quite the same way when I watched it for the podcast. I watched, you know, I watched it live. I watched it subbed later that night. But then when I was watching last night for the podcast, because MF Yuppum released a blooper reel. And right when she's walking up to him to be all like, I'll be your breath whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. She gets like right to his face. And then he just bursts into laughter. <laughs> And, like, has a little giggle fit after that. <laughs> and it's – it just was really – it was funny. But I was like, no, I can't quite see that scene the same way. <laughs> but um, anyways, so I just had to point that out because he's, like – it just made me more impressed with this result that we got that was so, like, heated. Yeah. Knowing that he was probably on the verge of cracking up. That is um, impressive. Anyways, so That's regardless, funny. though, a beautiful, beautiful moment. And mm-hmm. ugh, I just love them. So Ifair drops by to see if Aidan is okay. And it's <laughs> it's very much the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aidan is touched. Yes. Because, you know, she's like, oh, Alptikin has gotten a lot of phone calls. He's doing okay. He's doing better. And then she says, right, yeah, Ifer's about to leave. And she says, oh, you know, she leaves her little cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. I made it with my own hands. And Aidan says, you know, Ifer, a lot of people have asked about Alptikin, but you're the first person who has asked about me. Yeah. And that's when I wrote, like, this is the bonding I've been wanting. But then mm-hmm. – then when Idon spills the beans later that Careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. I guess I need to be more specific because this is not what I wanted them to bond over, the mm-hmm. mutual destruction of their children's relationship. Yep. So I was like, man, why? Why do we always have to do this? Like I said, um, because then we get the whole whining and the whole very over-the-top like, you know, typical quote DZ mom theatrics that like i'm just over in any dz at this point so yeah um i kind of fast forwarded through the little whining and stuff and i don't blame you i was like yeah i already know what all this is and yeah i don't care Mm -hmm. um so sarkhan's finishing giving fa the tour and he Mm -hmm. offers fa his office which is upstairs and far away from Everyone. Edda. And Edda <laughs> specifically, yes. Everyone meaning Edda. Edda. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I want to be close to the employees, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> hey, do you have a landscape designer? Who I, who I And who might that be? Because And Sirkhan's like, well, we do, but when is your team coming? Mm-hmm. And he's like, they'll be here soon. And that's when I wrote, me thinks team equals grandma. Oh. I, I think grandma's controlling these puppet strings oh interesting so hmm. he sarkhan calls edda over and um 
because, you know, granted, I know he's an architect and all this stuff and he needs an assistant, but it's just all very pointed to get Edda to be close to him and helping him. Mm-hmm. So Sarkon calls Edda over. Of course, she's starstruck because this is like her idol and yeah. he's asking for her help. And Sarkon's like, well, looks like you guys have it handled. Guess I'll go back to my office. And he kind of mm-hmm. struts off. And you see how small Karem looks next to this guy. <laughs> and listen, Karem is not like a tiny man. No, he's not. <laughs> but but <laughs> he looks like. He just looks small standing next to Ali, as I believe his real name, but F.A. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was funny. So Safi winds up spilling regarding Ida, and of course it's all wonderful. Um, he's like, you know, he starts saying, well, she, you know, she had a scholarship, which was given to her by the company of Art Life. And as you know, that was taken away and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And he's like, and then um, she – after she wanted to get it back, she met Sarkon in a parking lot two months ago and handcuffed him. Mm-hmm. And Idon goes, handcuffs? And she's like, what kind of relationship do they have? <laughs> I'm like, Idon, don't ask. <laughs> now, here we go with DZ math again, because as far as we know, maybe three weeks have passed. May- maybe a month if we're pushing it. Like – because it that's only- true. Mm-hmm. Because originally, when when the day they met or the day after they met, Celine and Ferdy were gonna get married two months later, but uh-huh. they bumped up the wedding. Uh huh. And on top of that, we knew that it had only been about eighteen or nineteen days when episode eleven ended. Mm-hmm. So it's only been a couple more days since then. So yeah. I love how it's barely been three weeks, but yeah, somehow they met two months ago when she handcuffed them. Yeah. Um, so DZ, DZ mm-hmm. time doesn't matter. It's, yeah. It's its own dimension. It's in its own dimension, though. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I wrote, yeah, DZ days are weird. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so Safi remains the captain of our ship because he's basically waxing poetic about her. And yeah. and I don't even like, look, place your personal feelings for this girl aside and just give me the details. Uh-huh. She's all irritated because of how much he loves her. But basically there's nothing for her that, that proves that she could be here for revenge in any way, yep. shape, or form. So Yep, which is lovely. Yep. So now we get uh, our Jerfair! latest. So I, I've come to. I'll I'll take it. There's not. There's no better <laughs> ship name. I had issues with this when I heard it for the first time. I was like Jerfair. I do not. <laughs> I said it, and I'm like, I, what else? What else is our ship name gonna be? Jerit, uh-huh. Ferren. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe Jerit is better or fair fair jer it's all bad (laughs) (laughs) but they regardless of weird ship names or not they are adorable they are and jaren is a true nice girl she is and i don't want fairy to end up being a bad guy with this whole situation with fa it would be great if he just stays a good guy and then he's a nice guy that doesn't finish last and ends up with a real nice girl like jaren i you know yeah is is that too much to ask no i mean in dz land probably but no it's not so and then celine can marry fa yeah i'm down there we go and they can move to italy and never be seen again yeah great goodbye super okay so celine sees their interaction because jaren's like how are you doing since everything you know i've been concerned about you and 
Um, you know, she's like, because I promise not to say anything, like, I can't really ask anybody else. Right. Um, and they have a very sweet conversation, you know, and she's just encouraging him, tells him that she wishes well for him and that she hopes that he finds, you know, his mm-hmm. happiness. And I loved this so much because this was so not a typical DZ thing. Mm-hmm. When Jaren walks up and Pearl's like, oh, I didn't know. Or I'm sorry, when Perot walks up and Celine, Celine. says, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, you know, uh, Jaren and Federique knew each other. And mm-hmm. Perot immediately comes to her defense. And she's like, you know what? Jaren's a very sweet girl. Like, she's just – everybody flocks to her because she's so sweet. Like, she's just a friend to everyone. She's like, honestly, yeah. she played a role in getting me and Engen together. Yeah. Um, which sort of leads to then like, okay, I'll tell you more about that, you know, later because we kissed and blah, blah, blah. Right. But then he disappeared. So I just loved that she immediately was, wasn't was like, oh, she's talking to your fiancé that you've only been broken up with for a day. Like, she just right. immediately came to Jaren's defense, and I loved yep. that. Yeah, because she and Jaren have already talked. She knows that she doesn't have bad intentions with stuff like this. She's not – yeah, I. it was just a nice, a nice scene of girls supporting girls. Amen. So <laughs> we get – more jealous, Sarkhan. Oh, I love to see it. <laughs> because he can't leave because of the holding, because everything is just too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he, like, grudgingly tells Layla to offer F.A. some lunch from the favorite restaurant that they always order from. <laughs> That's when I wrote, activate, drain the pool function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, he... Essentially just keeps trying to get F.A. away from Eda. And he goes over as they're working. And I thought his head was going to just pop off of his body when F.A. called her Eda Jim. Did you notice (laughs) that uh, Serkan mouths it like Eda Jim? Like Uh he repeats it like what the heck is this? Yeah. I thought he was just going to malfunction and shut down and the grease inside of his joints would just explode from the uh-huh, heat. Uh-huh. It was, I was just waiting for it. Uh, oh my gosh, too but, good. Yeah, because Effie's all bent over with Edda and he's talking about how talented she is and Edda Jim and blah, blah, blah. But let it be known that our dear sweet Edda mm-hmm. only has eyes for her Sarah Bear. Yes, she does. So it's, it, I, yeah, because <laughs> He's like getting ready to leave and she's like, can we talk for a bit? I loved that. So she follows him into his office and I wrote also side note, thank you to, and I need to figure out this person's name. I keep forgetting to look it up, but thank you to whoever Karem Stylus is for Mm -hmm. having him in a waistcoat, basically the entirety of this episode. Yep. And just in general for how very well fitted his clothes are just throughout the episodes. We got um, sweats. We got a waistcoat. I mean, come on. This is I know. killer I know. stuff. It's all so good. So she follows in after him and um, he basically asks, like, should we go back to the hospital to see your dad? Right. And he's like, no, no. He's going to be leaving the hospital. He told he even told me not to come. She's like, mm-hmm. well, that's, that's really great. And he's like, yeah, yeah. if they're releasing him, then it – can't be that bad and he's like yeah so he's like edda he just cuts straight to the point what do you think about fa and she's like well he's my idol and we get one of those little side smirks from sarakon and he's like idol question mark and she's like well i mean he's a leader in italian landscape architecture and he's an architect known all over the world and 
and Zircon. I even like that Turk Flick put this in all caps. And <laughs> like, so he's known all over the world. And she says, so working with him is really good for me. She's like, even if it's just temporary, as long, you know, she she knows he's just bas- – she's a placeholder until his team arrives. She's right. like, but it's still very good basically for her resume to say that she's worked with him. And he's like, mm-hmm, like shaking his head. And he's like, all right, so what did you want to talk about? And she's like, something's bothering you. Let's talk later. And he's like, no, no, speak. Talk now. And she's like, I don't know, Sarkhan. I don't think you're really here. And mm. it's like there's always someone else around all the time. She's like, there is Celine. And – she has a valid point, but I do love that he says, listen, Ida, Celine won't come between us. She can't. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but she came and stayed with you, and she was in the hospital that morning, and you told me not to come, yet mm-hmm. she was there mm-hmm. with you. And he concedes, and he's like, you know what? I understand. How can I make that up to you? She's like, you don't have to do anything. Um, sometimes I just like to talk to you about Italy, about family, about you, about me. And he's like, okay, let's talk. Let's talk now. And she's like, okay, let's do it. And he's like, all right, what do you want? And then Layla walks in to interrupt and say that they're ready for him in the meeting. And he's like, crap. So he's like, I'm sorry, (laughs) I can't let them wait. He's like, please excuse me, but we'll talk. And he's like, do you promise? And you promise that we'll still talk later? And she says, yes, I promise. And he's like, yeah, you're sure you promise? She's like, yes. And he's like, okay, you gave me your word. But she kind of <laughs> sticks – after he walks out, she kind of has that like – she puts her head in her chin and like – or her chin in her hands and is like <sighs> – like mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's still frustrated. Yeah, because um, they just haven't been able to hash all of this out yet. So Yeah. So so Alptekin is back home mm-hmm. and he's in a brand new place that's no stress, no boredom. Oh, you like that? <laughs> Welcome to your new home. No stress, no boredom. <laughs> so Aidan is essentially determined to keep the stress out of their lives and it's I'm I'm happy for this that Alptekin is going to take a step back from work and mm-hmm. that maybe we'll see more of the two of them bonding because he he will be home more and maybe this will help her a little bit to have somebody to take care of for a little while. Yes. So I'm hoping that this whole situation is a positive development as far as the Bolats. I agree. Um, so Sarkhan has finished the meeting. He calls Edda back into the conference room and when she walks in – he had lunch ordered in for them so they could have, like, a little lunch break date. And so cute. I really loved it because, like, he has this, like, super healthy salad in front of him. And he <laughs> ordered her, like, fries and all these carbohydrates. Yes. And then she force feeds him a fry. And I was like, I want to feed Sarkon French fries. <laughs> and I was like, I also – can I please point out how much I love that he tucks a napkin into his shirt to eat a dry salad. Like, I know. That was so funny to me. I was like – Okay, I get <laughs> I I loved it. So they have a meal together. It's very sweet. And then mm-hmm. we pan over basically to later on in the workday. Right. Everyone's gonna leave the office together. Yes. Everybody's gone. And Sarkhan is very excited and he tells her that he's gonna take her to a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. And they're getting ready to leave, and both of their phones ring at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So we've got the interfering mamas, as I call them. Mm-hmm. Uh they're both calling and they are essentially telling each of them, don't be late. I have dinner waiting. We're going to have a nice, lovely evening at home. <laughs> and uh, so it's really cute, though, because they have to separate and neither of them are happy about it. Right. 
But Eda just kind of grabs his face and she says, there's nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be fine. They're waiting for you at home. Mm-hmm. And the hard oh. eyes on his face are unbelievable okay. because – And the way he like has to – when he like lets out a breath, like mm-hmm. – uh, When he's just like uh, – Because he, he – like you can tell he legitimately can't believe it. Uh-huh. He's like, no, you can't be real. Mm-hmm. And then she, I mean, if you were to hear a sentence like that from the guy that you love, give me a break. <laughs> she looks right back at him, full of love on her face. Uh-huh. And she says, don't pamper me or there won't be any turning back. <laughs> and he kind of smiles. And then she says, uh, oh, oh, no, it's him. He says, uh-huh. listen, listen to what I tell you. I think we should get away. Okay, please let this be foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Please, please, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, we will disappear because for me, that's the best thing. And I'll be able to look at you every morning. To look at you every morning. And she's like, oh, well, in my opinion, that's a great plan. <laughs> so he says, come on, I'll drop you off. So that was these just little sweet moments of them kind of reconnecting, yeah. I think, are so important, especially because of how new their relationship mm-hmm. is, because of the, uh, you know, they both have their insecurities. Right. And I think that them, you know, saying things <laughs> to your right. partner is a huge thing. Yes. It might not seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but saying – I love you. I care about you. I appreciate this about you. Mm-hmm. His little, you can't be real. Right. Like, know. how much that must have meant to him that she understood that his family is important. And while he promised her a date, like, mm-hmm. his dad just got home from the hospital. And she's not right. like, well, what about our date? She's like, it's your family. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I just – I know. I can't – I just going to go over, like, the way he breathes out when she does. Like, he's just so – ugh. Mm-hmm. I could talk about that scene forever. And then I love, too, that when they're leaving, she's like, I'm going to take a taxi. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm going to – I don't even – I'm not spending the evening with you. I can at least drive you home. My family right. will be waiting for me after mm-hmm. I drop you off. He's like, yeah. better yet, when we both make it home to our families, let's tell them everything. And again, another foreshadowing, mm-hmm. let there be no secrets left between us, mm-hmm. which, again, makes me still believe, despite what the fragments are showing – I believe he's going to tell her next week, like, what he finds out at the end of this episode because that's not what it's looking like. Okay. And I I just refuse to believe that Sercon's going to lie to her. I just – That I, would be very opposed to his character that we've seen so far. I agree. Even from the start of their relationship, mm-hmm. he has told her immediately, okay, let's go talk to your aunt. Okay, let's tell everybody. Okay, uh-huh. let's – Let's not have any secrets. He's always been very forthright about that. Yep. And he's never been one to keep secrets or keep things hidden. Yep. So that would not track with his character. I feel like something major would have to happen for him to – like maybe if he's not able to, like something prevents him. Right. Like, you know, his dad having a heart attack prevented Altekin from telling Sir Khan. Right. Yep. But Yeah. So I, that's I that's know. what I'm choosing to see as a foreshadowing is let there be no more secrets secrets between us. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, then you mean that. Like, mm-hmm. and you're going to do whatever you can in your power to make sure that remains true. Yeah. So we get a quick pan over to Peril and Celine at dinner. They're just kind of discussing their problems. And yeah. 
you know, but Perel kind of points out, look, I know you did this like emo- like out of an emotional thing, but this is probably good for Sercon because he has a worthy opponent in FA and you know how he thrives off of competition. Um, oh, you know what's funny? I thought that it was about Edda. Yes. Okay. I, if you see my notes, I wrote Edda and scratched it out and then wrote FA because I went back and rewatched it mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm almost positive it is referring to FA like uh- – I mean, it being an opponent would make mm-hmm. much more sense if it's if she's talking about F.A. Yes. So but I do – I really thought it was more of a like he met his match kind of a thing yeah, in Edda. Yeah, that's but, what I thought. Mm-hmm. So – But that which, makes a lot of sense. But I do agree with that too. He has definitely met his match in her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they kind of discuss Angen and how he ran away and all this stuff. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, Celine's like maybe he really is working. I mean – where he's at, like, we do have business there. Like, it's not, right. you know, unusual. So they're just kind of having girl time. Yeah. And um, Aidan and Alpakeen <laughs> are finishing getting settled at home. And Sarakon comes home. And I love this because this is the part of his robotic personality that I can get behind. Because uh, yep. boyfriend just walks right in. And he's like, if you have some time, I want to discuss something. He's like – and Baba's like, oh, me too. And he's like, great. My speech will be short. Ada and I are in love and we're together. <laughs> and then he just has this like – He just like mic drops it in the living room. <laughs> so good. And I love it because Aidan's like, why so suddenly, Sarkon? And I love it because he's like, is that really a question, mom? Like, <laughs> I love that. And Baba's like, well, we mean, you know, are you sure of your decision? And he says, I'm completely sure. Therefore, I'll be glad if you treat this with understanding and respect. Hmm. And he's like, so what did you want to say? And then Idon kind of stumbles over something else rather mm-hmm. than break his little robot heart right now. Um, so they kind of talk about the holding. And, you know, Baba bumps in and says, well, referring to Edda, you're not going to move too quickly, are you? And right here, <laughs> I like jumped up and did a hallelujah dance because Sarakon <laughs> says, honestly, the sooner the better. And I am like, once oh, a man, yeah. <laughs> once a man is like all in like that, I just, Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. He's like, no, like, what do you mean move slowly? No, we know what we want. We love each other. So everything needs to happen as quickly as possible. And even Amen. Baba's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then, of course, Idon's like trying to talk him out of it, like how she thinks they're not a right match. And he's and right. he's just kind of rolling his eyes because the funny thing is like the things Idon is saying, like she's a little bit crazy and you know, spontaneous and inconsistent. She just says whatever comes to her mind. I'm like, yeah, those are all things your son loves about her. So you're not really doing yourself any favors. Exactly. So now it's Edda's turn. And poor Ifair already knows what she's going to say. And she's kind of like, all right, quick, rip off the Band-Aid and Uh just say it. (laughs) And (laughs) Edda tells her, and oh man, I was like, Ifair is going to drown herself in this water, and she is not happy about this. So unfortunately, you know, after Edda tells her, Serkan and I fell in love, he told me he's in love with me, and I love him, we're in a relationship together, we get more of Ifair not trusting Edda. Okay, time out really quick before you go on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't like character inconsistency, mm. and I feel like with Ifair we get that. Like I expected this from Idon, right? Even even how much she's grown to love Edda about you know certain things about her and all of this. Like 
But with iFair, I'm like, okay, you have said from episode one that you raised your niece to be a strong, independent woman. You raised your niece to make her own decisions. I mean, when she came home and said she was engaged to someone she literally had known for a day, Mm -hmm. you were more support. Yes, you freaked out, which I did get that because that is shocking news. Of course. But you were supportive of that pretty much from the get-go because your reasoning was you trust your niece. You raised her to be the kind of woman who can think for herself, but now 10 episodes later, she's not the kind of woman who can think for herself and you need to interfere and like lie to her behind her back when you got very upset about her lying about the engagement to you. Like it's just very hypocritical and like inconsistent for her character. So it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way a bit. I, I honestly wonder because of how hard she's pushing against this, I think that this has something to do with her own personal past because Mm. she came from a well-off family. No doubt her parents were trying to marry her off at some point, probably to a wealthy man, maybe a businessman, very similar to Sirkan, who was unemotional, seemed detached, seemed like he was only going to do this for whatever benefit benefited Mm. his family, et cetera, et cetera. So it just makes me curious because – We know that Eda is spontaneous. We know Mm -hmm. that she is emotional, that she gives all of her love to the people that she truly does love, and Mm -hmm. she's very loyal to those people. So the fact that Ifair is pushing so hard, it just makes me think that she's got some old scars that she has never dealt with, and she's like, I cannot see my niece go through the same thing that I went through. Okay. I mean, because I I agree, she's always been very like, Edna understands her own mind, blah, blah, blah. But her whole thing that she says, mm-hmm. a woman's dreams should not be limited to a man. And I do agree with that and support that 100% coming out of her right. mouth. Absolutely. Right. And especially and so, what Edna says in response. Yes, yes. And so that's what makes me think, okay – I don't feel like she would say that if it didn't have some sort of personal meaning for her. Okay. Yeah, like maybe she did put all of her dreams towards one man. Totally. Okay. Totally. Maybe running a florist shop wasn't Mm -hmm. her ultimate life goal and something happened. And we we know that something happened to separate her from her mom. There's just too much familial – like mystery Mm -hmm. and issues that are clear have clearly been there for a while. For me to think she was untouched maybe by the the okay. lifestyle that her parents led. Yeah. So, All yeah. Right. I'm that's, behind. That's I my get, theory. Okay. I can get behind this completely. I'm glad you gave it more thought than I did because I was just like annoyed. <laughs> just irritated. Yes. Yes. So I'm yeah. glad you gave that thought. Yeah. Um, well, and, and Edda kind of assures her. She's like, mm-hmm. there's no way I could do something like that because you're the one who raised me. Yeah. So – I it's, do love that that's how their moment ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love that – oh, okay. This next part is such an alpha move that I was like, <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. Because he's like, are you done, mom? Because we're back at Sarah Khan's off. Clearly, Idon's been going on and on this whole time that uh, – uh, Edda was talking to her aunt. So he's right. finally like, are you finished, mom? And she's like, well, I can say a lot more, but I won't. And he's like, listen, I fell in love with her. And, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of get a little bit of a parallel back and forth. Edda says the same thing. And he says, so she will be a part of my life from now on. Edda says the same thing about him. 
And he says, so if you want to be a part of my life too, then you need to accept this. And she says, you know, Auntie, I want you to accept Sarah Khan. We're together now. And again, here's an, another please be a foreshadowing. Because mm. Sarah Khan says, there is nothing that will separate us. Yep. And, you know, and he says, understand. And Idon's like, lovely. Okay, this alpha move right here. He walks away from his parents. He's still in his waistcoat, mind you, people. And he pulls this phone out of his jacket, calls Edda, turns around towards his parents, and very <laughs> pointedly says, Sevgelim, I am, get ready, I'm coming. Uh, it, oh, it was, and it was so good. I just loved it. It felt like such a, it was a very sweet thing because obviously he's like laying his claim on her, but yes. while also being like a middle finger to his m- mom specifically. Like, yeah, he could not have been clearer in mm-hmm. his intentions when he did that. So uh-huh. <laughs> I was 100% behind him doing that. And yeah, oh, it's a total power move. Uh huh. He was like, Do you see that I'm going to do whatever I want? Mm-hmm. Great. Super. <laughs> yep. Love it. Yeah. So we get a little Idan Ifair calling each other at the same time because they're both panicking. They both have to freak out. So they end up talking on the phone. They end up saying the same things to each other at the same time, like mm-hmm. they'll ruin their future. Uh, and they ask each other for help, essentially. So they're going to try to scare one another's children to so that mm-hmm. they can end up breaking them up. Gosh, but this, we'll see how that plan goes. Like the ugh, okay, whatever. I've already said my piece about this. So, <laughs> so Ada is leaving because mm-hmm. Sarah Khan arrived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Ifair runs after her. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> right as they're hugging, and so they're they kind of like the way they jump, jump apart. You. Though you would have yeah, thought they like, were like, like in the shrapnel. back seat of his car. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, she basically strong arms him into coming in so they can have a little chat. Did you notice when they're walking in and he's like, look, Edda, even the cats run away from this house. Do you think that was ad-libbed? Because I bet it is. Because I'm sitting here like they couldn't have planned for cats to be all there and like running from the house. So I was like, I wonder if that was like totally an ad-lib by Karim. I'll bet it was. Keep going. Yeah. So it's time to have a little chat. And Edda is kind of freaking out. And he's mm-hmm. like, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. And he's like got a vice grip on her hand. <laughs> I love it because she tries to pull it away a couple of times. And he's like, oh, no. Like he just holds on to that thing for dear life. Yep. So but Eifert comes back and she only has two cups of coffee. <laughs> because hint, hint, this is a conversation uh-huh. between Auntie and Serkan, not Edda. Mm-hmm. And she basically kicks her out. Yeah. <laughs> and Edda even is like, are you kidding me right now? And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm totally serious. Goodbye. You better go leave right now. <laughs> so Ifair lays down the law, essentially. Right. And she says, whatever happens, she says, first of all, She's got a list of demands for Mm -hmm. Sarkhan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She says, first of all, whatever happens, Eda will go to Italy. And uh, I'm sorry. uh, 
Yes, there we go. She says, Ada will go to Italy. And he says, oh, she'll definitely go. Great. So she says, super. Second, even if your hand – this was an interesting translation because uh, she said, second, even if your hands are bloody, you will come to dinner once a week. So my guess is she's yeah, – like, what is that? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so like even, even if you're if you injured. Mur- oh, see, and I was like, even if you murdered someone, I don't <laughs> care. But yours makes way more sense. I was thinking, like, I don't care if even you just, if you, I don't care if you just murdered someone, you will be here for once a week. That's what I took it as. Like, I don't care if you just finished burying a dead body, you better be here for dinner. But I like that translation. I like that better, Kristen. <laughs> but yours makes way more logical sense. Like, I don't care if you're hurt, you're gonna. I don't be care. Here. I like that better. I don't care if you just murdered someone, you will be at dinner. You will finish. <laughs> you will finish disposing of the body after you come have a meal with us <laughs> and eat every bit of my Martin food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's so funny. Oh, so she. Oh, did I miss? I like. Did I skip? Some you know, of these? probably because basically, yeah, honestly, because she kind of goes on and on for a while. So basically, she just she, says he's going to have to spend time with the three girls. Yes, and he's like all three of them at once, and she's <laughs> like, "Yep." And on top of that, you're going to spend a, alone time with me as well. Like we're going to get to know each other better, mm-hmm. and you're going to eat all my Martin food the next time we make that food for dinner, and yeah. um, you don't get to use Edda for social media, like um. Right. Like basically For like PR reasons. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So um it's and it's really cute because Sircon basically is like, I'll meet all of your demands. I'm a busy man, but I'm gonna find a way to make it work because I care about Ida. Yeah. So I uh, he's he's game. He like, I know. I, I was just re- I was just reading a book, and that was one of the descriptions that one character used for the other one was that mm-hmm. she was game. Like Anything that, that she had to do, she was totally game. And I'm like, Aww. oh, that's totally Sircon right now. He's 100% game. Yeah. If something needs to be done for Edda, he is game. He will yep. do it. Yep. Yeah, because she makes it very clear that she doesn't approve. And he's like, oh, you don't say. Well, it doesn't really matter because I'm literally willing to do everything you lay out in front of me. And Yep. Oh, my gosh. So they finally escape. Mm-hmm. They're about – they're not just hugging this time. They're about to kiss. Yeah, and they're freak- leaning in. And freaking Ifair is like, didn't I say goodnight to you already? Like, yes, he said goodnight to you. That's why he's not about to kiss you. It's why he's about to kiss your niece. Get out of here. Yep. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, which may be another ad uh-huh. <laughs> he says, Ifair Hanum, Eda. And then he says, Kedilair. <laughs> says goodnight to the cats. Oh, oh, so good. I know. I'm like, maybe he – yeah, maybe he also just loves animals. I mean, his – have you guys seen his dog, Hector? I oh mean – Oh, my gosh. So this, cute. This burly, muscly <laughs> man owns this adorable Yorkie named Hector. Like, mm-hmm. it, so cute. It's so <laughs> – he's, like, so perfect, you guys. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah. he's the one who can't be real. Forget Edda. He's the one who can't be real. Amen. Um, so anyways, um, do you know, I missed this until I watched it last night. So last night was my third time watching it, but this is the first time I noticed when Ifair's like, oh, 
uh, this kind of this like her, her little me. last parting shot. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, you're still gonna work there, huh?" And he's she's like, "Yeah, of course I am." And she's like, "Okay, well, the next time you show him your drawings, just pay extra attention because he might say they're beautiful, but love makes you blind." Like, way to believe in your niece, you hag! Like, what is wrong with you? I wrote bye, I fair, bye fair. That's what I want to call her from now on, bye fair. Get out of here. <laughs> I think her and Idon, they're like desperate at this point because they have not been able to separate them. So they're just going to do everything they can. Yep. So, oh, then girl time. Girl time later that night. Yes. They're talking about Efe. They're talking about Serkan being busy at work and Serkan dealing with Celine. Then we get Melo. <laughs> she's like I have a confession to make <laughs> she's like I like Celine and they're all like what <laughs> they oh, all kind of freak oh. out but she has valid reasons she was her boss mm-hmm. Celine was always kind to her and you know Celine what happened to her being left at the altar that sucks yes so even though she got what she deserved according yeah. according uh, to your according to me yep <laughs> According it to sucks, your little audio clip last doesn't week. doesn't mean she didn't deserve it. <laughs> but God bless Melo for having a heart for her. I guess somebody Seriously. needs to, so it's fine. But yeah. I love this because they're kind of – the talk kind of switches to Sircon and they're like, has he called yet? She's like, no. But then she's looking at her phone all happily and Jaren's like, he must have texted you. And the text – I actually put – I put my phone next to Google Translate audio just to make sure the the captions were right. Because I was like, is he really asking her for 300 photos? Oh, he is asking her for 300 photos oh on gosh, his phone. I love that. When he's like, can you send me 300 photos? I don't have any on my phone of you. Mm. <laughs> like, he wants 300 photos of her. Of I love he does. I freaking love him. And then, of course, they start to take a bunch of photos. And I'm like, I don't think he wanted any of you in the pictures, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, it's cute. So I just wrote – I didn't take screenshots of this because, honestly, I was over it at this point. But – because I wrote the next morning, Edda gets the same treatment from Idon. All yeah. these ridiculous requirements. Yes. About best dog, most beautiful dog, like mm-hmm. ball and like all Going these. Going re- to banquets, decorating banquets, all this kind of stuff. Yes. Like she lays out all these ridiculous things and Edda's like, listen, I'll do all of it for Serkan. Like mm-hmm. all of it. So whatever it is, I'll do it. And then – of course, Idon gets her parting shot in of like, well, you know, you still have a year left of university, right? Like, you don't think Serkan's going to wait that long, do you? And I'm like, yes, he is going to wait that long because he will be there with you. Stop it. Like, don't let this woman get into your head. Yeah. Well, and and what actually ended up freaking her out was uh, Idon says something about, well, we don't like to hesitate and basically talking about engagement. Uh-huh. And that is when Ada's <laughs> like – what do, you, what do you mean immediately? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she finally kind of gets to her a little bit with that little comment. Yeah. But she otherwise, Ada's like, fine, I'll do it all. I'll do every last thing for Serkan. Yep. So that's what that boils down to is that mm-hmm. these two must really be in love because they're willing to do all the ridiculous things that the moms are laying out for them. Yeah. So we get F.A. and Ferry out running, which it's yeah. funny because this little stretch, I like just watched a clip from – um, Karem's other DZ that I'm watching, Burushahir uh, Khandan Gelejek. Mm-hmm. And he just had a whole running sequence in this mm-hmm. spot. And I was oh, like, Oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Oh, I enjoyed that running sequence way more than I enjoyed this one. But 
Also, I thought it was funny because during this whole scene, mm-hmm. Fairy is so out of breath. And uh, F.A. is just standing there not even breathing hard at all. Poor Chari. <laughs> I wonder how many takes this scene took. I wonder how many laps he had done by then. Well, I was like, is this, is this supposed to be on purpose? Like, is it supposed to somehow show that Fairy is, is the weaker guy? Or is this just because they had to reshoot too many times? Poor Chaudhary. He's probably, he's such a nice guy. He seems like it anyways. He posted, yeah. he seems like a very sweet man. Um, and Ali looks like a gym rat. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this really was like legit. So basically what it boils down to is Ferit still hasn't learned his lesson like with Khan and he just starts spilling the beans because this is not even in like villain territory. This is literally just in, are you really this naive and stupid? Right. He's Um, like, oh, we're hanging out. Let me me tell him everything about everybody. You know, so he does. He lays out that Salian and Sarah Khan have a history, the whole fake engagement, all just everything that brought up to this point. Mm -hmm. Now – you know what was very interesting to me, though, and gives me pause for Ferry maybe not going full villain, mm-hmm. is that he speaks very sweetly about someone who actively participated in the demise of his relationship. Of Edda? Yes. Yeah, like, he really does. She's a sweet girl. She's talented. She's this. So he doesn't seem to have a bone to pick with her, even though she agreed to be fake engaged to Serkan to drive him away. Right. Um so he obviously doesn't think she is the guilty party in right, the so whole situation. That could so, also then be a point for him going to be full villain because he just blames it all on Sarkon. Yeah. Well, I guess. and you know, they had that little bonding moment in the stables when they both overheard Sarkon and Celine talking about the two of them. Yeah. And about how logically they should be together and yeah. all that jazz. So, and maybe the fact that Edda promised she would never mm. give up the secret too mm-hmm. has changed. Crap! His I forgot her. about that stupid thing because yep. all of the other way bigger bombs that are about to explode. Yep. Also, I pointed out on Twitter this week. I said, "Um, I said, guys, remember when we were all promised answers about the John M. bottle notes, but instead we've just been busy having our hearts ripped from our chest, so we forgot about them." So this I, is me saying, Aisha, I'm still waiting for my John M. bottled note answers, and I want them soon. <laughs> yes, very soon. Please get on it. Yes. Chop, chop. <laughs> we need it. I, we I deserve demand it. answers. <laughs> so I just have to throw that out there. So if our podcast demands it, you must obey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because we are professionals. <laughs> So, so basically, it's just reiterated that them being friends is a good thing because Farid's 5%, right. FA's 45%, means 50%, and they, you know, it means they have just as much say as Sarkon does. Right. Totally. Um, or more technically, but Sarkon and Celine together equal 50. So, right. so we get Ed Sare at work getting a little double babe walk hand in hand. Yes. Oh, we my God. Power couple walking into life art. Mm hmm. Hmm. And I don't know what it is about the little arm squeeze she gives him right before <gasps> yes! he walks into his office. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I, I was like, look at that. I know. Just like one last little encouragement or like, uh-huh. I'm here, I'm here with you. I'm here for yep. you. Here's a little arm squeeze. On yes. Your big beefy arm. <laughs> oh my gosh, the beefiest arm. 
It's like straining to come out of that shirt. There's a few times where he's standing that I'm like, are are his buttons going to like just fly off? <laughs> is, is that shirt okay? Is, yeah. <laughs> you look a little stressed there. Let me help you. <laughs> so anyhow, um, Layla's giggling over F.A. again, of course. And of course, he just feeds right into it. And he's like, well, you know, we bosses are nothing without our assistance. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, Yikes. that's true. That's very true. It is. But it, it is. We just don't want to hear it from F.A. right no. now. So then, Okay. Can we talk about – so Edda says she has to go uh, show some drawings um, off. Can we just talk about this moment really quick before we – because Edda winds up going upstairs to Pearl's office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This felt so weird and out of place. It did feel weird and out of place. I agree. Like – I didn't I didn't know how to take it because – I didn't either. Like was per- – After she walks away, Pearl looks legitimately – like, oh, great. I, now I really offended her. But also, like, why did you even say anything? Like, it. I don't know if there were maybe other scenes that were supposed to correspond with this that wound up getting cut. Right. This just I, – I could have done without this scene. I don't – I mean, I, I partially get it because then there's something F.A. says later that I'm like, oh, like, okay. Um. So maybe this was the point of it. But because, you know, Pearl basically is like, what do you – if you're leaving for Italy still in two months, like, what are you still doing here? Right. And Ed is like, well, you know, I'm here to help while I'm here. Mm-hmm. And Ed and Pearl's basically like, well, if you're not here to see everything through from start to finish, you might as well just not be a part of it. Maybe you just need to sign everything over. So it just right. – and Ed is kind of like, you're right, I'm being stupid and, like, walks out. And then, like you said, Pearl's like, oh, crap, I offended her. But I'm kind of like, okay. But then there's something that – um there's something that happens um, later that I'm like, well, maybe this was just all supposed to be part of, like, getting into Edda's head. Um, so we'll put a That's pin in that. That's kind of what I'm thinking is maybe it's just supposed to be the start of doubting thoughts. Like, yeah, like seeds of doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, well, why am I here? Why don't I just go to Italy? Yeah. Those those kinds of things. So okay. that I'm that's my best guess. Okay. Is to, yeah, plant some seeds of doubt. Okay. So before more of that happens, though, Layla is going over Sarkhan's schedule with him, the to-do list, you know, because everything's crazy with him trying to merge everything. And then we get another drain the pool moment because he's Mm -hmm. like, so uh, Layla, what do you think about F.A.? And she's like, he's handsome. And (laughs) she's like, but if I say that, every time I say something like that, you get mad. So um, he's, you know, and she just names off other great things about him. And Mm -hmm. Sarkhan's like, is there anything negative? And she's like, no. But she says. Reaching a little there, Sarkhan Bay. "Mm -hmm." And she's like, you know, but he did say that bosses are nothing without assistance. And he like looks at her and she's like, what? He said it, not me. But then I love it because she says, but no matter what, I'll actually always want to work with you. And he's like, yeah, we'll see about that. Like, I, I took that as more like, yeah, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, really. And then you guys, when she explains oh why, I – What a reveal. My heart burst into like swooning rainbows and confetti and happy cupcakes and all other good things. Like, I, I – um, Okay, yeah, this man – Secretly, he secretly donates to the orphanage that Ada supports with the winnings he got from the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. He 
Then we find out Layla's like, you know, I know when I had my surgery last year, I know you were calling and checking up on me. I know you Mm -hmm. made sure I had the best doctors. And when my sister couldn't afford to go to school, I know you're the one who secretly paid for her education. And everybody in this office knows it too, even though you didn't want us to. And she says, eeky varsness. And then like hugs Hannah. She's crying and just like. And it's the second adorable Layla hug that we get of the episode where she just can't contain her little heart and she has to hug Robot Sercon. Yes. Yeah. It's – and I I love – I love crap like that because – give me a person who will do the right thing and not just – When nobody's looking. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to shout it to the rooftops because Mm -hmm. he's a real – legit good guy yeah he's not a pretend good guy that we talk about he is an actual good man Mm -hmm. who does what he needs to and takes care of the people that he cares about yep even if he can't always show it in a way that is obvious yep so stiff starchy sarah Mm -hmm. bear we love you Mm -hmm. oh my gosh Sweet freaking Sercon. I know. But then we get Edda overhearing Sercon telling Celine how much he needs her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. we get it. You need her for her shares. But like, stop telling her how much you need her. Like, right. Um, and then F.A. shows up, of course, at that time. And mm-hmm. he has coffee for both of them. That's awfully convenient. Mm-hmm. So we have kind of a back and forth because we're hearing Celine and Sercon's conversation. And then we get back to Edda and F.A.'s conversation. So Celine wants Ferit and F.A. out. And Sarkhan is essentially like, just hold on a little bit longer and we'll get them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Edda is co- talking about the plans with F.A. He suggests Acacia. And she's like, oh, that's what I was thinking too. So, of course, mm-hmm. looked it up. Mm-hmm. And there are a few options. It could mean friendship. It could mean elegance. Or it could mean concealed or secret love. Mm-hmm. Which I... Yeah, I took it as more like the factual things about it, like the fact that yes. there it's this it's got these pretty blooms and blah blah blah. But guess what? Parts of it will poison you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I, I so <laughs> I was like, "Fa is an acacia tree." <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all pretty. Also a, a swashbuckler. Apparently. A swashbuckler. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Put that on a piece of merch. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't don't be a swashbuckler. <laughs> so then, you know, F.A. compliments her and he just tells her how talented she is and he's mm-hmm. just blown away by these plans. Uh, he makes a comment about, you know, oh, so where are you going for your master's program? And right at this point, mm-hmm. Sarkhan is – he kind of quickly tells Celine that he's trying to be a better person because of Edda. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and he overhears this whole exchange. Mm-hmm. So Ada tells F.A. that he is what she – kind of her goal in life, what mm-hmm. he does. And he's like, oh, where are you going for your master's program? And she explains, oh, well, I'm still an undergraduate and mm-hmm. I haven't finished yet. So F.A. very magnanimously offers, oh, well – you should come to work for my office in Italy and we'll get you – I'll get you all the hookups and you can finish your degree and mm-hmm. I'll get you connected with all the right people. And, of course, Sarkhan is hearing this whole conversation. Right. And, of course, Edda is excited because 
this is a big deal. This mm-hmm. is the field she wants to work in. And F.A. is throwing more compliments at her because he's like, oh, I didn't think that anybody who didn't have a degree would be working in a place like this. But I guess they just make exceptions for such talent. So but see, I I kind of saw that getting into her. I mean, I know that's what he says. Like, mm-hmm. it's her talent that must be the exception. I took it as a double-edged sword that it was also implying, like, because – because, you know, they walked in hand in hand in the mm. office. So I took it also as it getting into her head, like, oh, it's going to look like I'm only here because of Sarkon. Like, That's not, a good point. Not because I earned it. On top of what Peril then said to her, mm-hmm. it sort of then makes this next part make sense because then they kind of have – you know, when she walks in and they start to have this next part of the conversation. Right. And it kind of just – Blah, explodes and the, mm-hmm. even the stuff she says to him because honestly when he storms out i'm like i don't even blame him mm-hmm. like so but i'm getting ahead of myself so um we have sulky sarkon in the office after all this waxing poetic by fa to right. and um you know so he's sulking we do get um we do get a quick switch over to Idon telling Alptekin basically Ida must really love Serkan because she agreed to all my ridiculousness. Um, yeah. But Alptekin, I don't like this because he's like I like that he says Serkan needs to know but I don't have, I don't like how he says he can't be with this girl. I'm sorry. Yes he needs to know but that has nothing to do with whether or not he can quote or can't be with her. Yeah. But whatever. So Edda enters the conference room mm-hmm. and you know he's kind of Turning a little bit robotic because he's being a right. little cold shouldery. And, you know, because even when she asks if they can talk, he's like, Well, you know, I'm busy. And she's like, Okay. And he's like, Well, let's talk. And she's like, He says, Do you want to talk about Italy? And she's like, Well, yeah, I am. I am talking about that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Okay. And she's like, I really want to concentrate on my studies. And I'm definitely leaving in two months, Serkan. And he says, I know that. And he says, I can assure you that I understand it very well. I heard your conversation with Efe. And she's like, uh, he says, you don't think of anything but Italy. You're very focused on that. And he says, you'll probably start working for Efe. Like, congratulations. You've already agreed to this. And she's like, wait, what does Efe have to do with this? She's like, We've, we talked about this long before Efe even arrived. And she's like, and this right here. And she says, you're not coming with me, are you? And he says, excuse me? (laughs) And she's like, you're not going to be able to go. You have so many things to do. You're just trying to distract me. Mm. And he's like, distract you? Distract you. Like, keep you from going? And he's like, you know what, Edda? Remember this. You're the one who keeps saying that I won't go. And she says, because being here is more important to you. And he's like, oh, mm mm-hmm. And, like, grabs his coat and storms out. And right. honest to goodness, I can't blame him. Like, he – he, so far, all he has said is he's coming with her. He even explained to her, like, when he first asked her to stay for just two months, it was so he could get his affairs in order because he's already worked remotely before. He can do it again. Right. So, yeah, things are crazy because now he has to take over the holding and all this stuff. But – he has not said anything to her like, oh, it might be a little longer before I can go to Italy with you now. I might have to right. meet you there later. Like, he hasn't said or done anything like that. But she's – just like she kept telling him how in love with Celine he was, she's now telling him, you're not going to come to Italy with me. And 
It's self-sabotage. Uh-huh. And so he's all it is. He storms out. And yeah. You know, she and, realizes and she's like, where are you going? <laughs> but also I think she realizes she pushed him. Like oh, because totally. she runs to Layla and is like, where would he be going? He just took off. Mm-hmm. And of course Layla magically is like, Oh, it's probably this magical house you've never heard of. I'll send you the <laughs> I'll send you the address. And don't worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so she, yeah, she texts her the address. Yeah, my my notes were don't leave, dummy. Huh. <laughs> but he drives away and then yeah, she gets the the address. So we get our house scene. Mm-hmm. And this is a lovely house, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, so Sarah Connor arrives. It's obviously later when Ada comes in a taxi. Right. Um, we get the what? I well, I wrote when Sarkon gets there. I said we get a pensive babe walk because he walks yes. that long old driveway up into the house, and he's like, he's pensive, and it's, yeah, it's really hot, even though he's like really <laughs> upset. So, anyways, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> but thankfully, Ada doesn't leave it alone. So I really appreciated that it mm-hmm. wasn't just a separation. She was like, okay, yes, I probably pushed him too far. I need to go to him. Mm-hmm. So. I loved that. Um, so she drives up. She arrives uh, in her taxi. And okay, so mm-hmm. one thing I noticed about these song lyrics mm-hmm. during this whole curtain scene, because we've got the fire, we've got the lights, we've got the curtains, we've got the wind, everything is beautiful. And as the song is playing, as she kind of goes out onto the little patio, patio area mm-hmm. and she's turning around and then Sarkon comes out and sees her the lyrics are saying who do you love and mm-hmm. then it show it's a shot of Sarkon's face and then it says who do you love and it's a shot of Edda's face and yes. I was like that is beautiful that is a great way to utilize a song amen I great. yes like bravo to the editors for mm-hmm. timing that good job post-production Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like that was very poignant. And oh, I mean, yeah. just the lyrics in their entirety, I touched on them a little bit earlier. Like they just – this is all you hear is these two straight songs. There is no dialogue. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. But you don't need it. You can and, see them talking to each other too. So mm-hmm. they're obviously talking, which is what they need to do. Right. But yeah, we don't he- we don't hear or see any of it, which we don't need to. I kind of like no. that whatever they're saying is – this intimate thing between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. So did you also notice, though, I mean, aside from their body language and the lyrics and all this, that there are flowy curtains, mm. like she describes for that house. There are throw pillows all over the place, mm. just like she described for that house. Like, he basically made that room outdoors, like, at this house went from the description of her at that uh doctor's rose house mm-hmm. um so i just loved it because we see all of this of course these the songs are still playing i said we just get intense eye contact slow strutting soundless dialogue nose nuzzling face grabbing hair stroking like all these dialogueless dialogues like yeah that, you know yep um it yeah and the longer version, the there's a little bit of a longer version on, on MF Yapum's uh, Instagram page. And then, like I said, the drone guy um, posted on his page the opposite side where everything was open. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are both just very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
you know, yeah, we don't get to see a lot because R took, but you know what? Like, there's enough implied, and we just know that this was like a very important and pivotal moment in time for yeah. them. Yep. It was so. a it was a step that they both needed to to take, and yeah, yeah I'm I'm happy we had it. Mm-hmm. So we it's the next morning. So they stayed the night there. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's barefoot. I, there's uh-huh. something so intimate about the fact that she's not wearing shoes. I just uh-huh. – Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, we also get Pearl. She talks to Engen and they're they, – they made up. Okay, moving yeah, on. <laughs> but he – you know he's calling from a police station and we don't know what yes, the heck yes. happened. <laughs> That's not high on my priority list right now though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, move on. Next morning. Go ahead. So- Next morning, uh, we get a little breakfast chat, and the two of them are like, I know, I know. Okay, so this is another thing that I noticed mm-hmm. because Sercon says, oh, I had a dream last night. And mm-hmm. she says, what did you see in it? And he says, he doesn't, does he gives a non-answer. He says, oh, how very Sercon of him. Uh-huh. He says, it was a very beautiful dream. Well, do you remember that they were talking about dreaming at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with this, mm-hmm. but I was like, that's not an accident. That right. We have two instances, one of her saying that she was dreaming mm-hmm. and now Sercon saying that he was dreaming. I bet they're having the same dream. Like when John and Sanem both dreamed about their three kids. They probably are. They probably are. Anyway. So Ada asks, can we never leave this place? <laughs> and I actually love this. Um, okay. <laughs> I love your Ada voice just now. Can we never leave this place? <laughs> so Sarkhan says, Ada, please make a decision. Do you want to stay here or do you want to go to Italy? You need to decide so I can adjust my plans. Oh, my gosh. This is the – this. There was no better way to make this reveal than this mm-hmm. right here. This is mm-hmm. just chef's kiss. It was perfect. Because she says, plans? What plans are you talking about? And boyfriend bought a house in Rome and rented an office. Because of course he did. Because he is all in. And she's like, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> He says, yeah, I'm even hiring local architects. They've already started submitting their CVs. Thanks, Layla, for that. And she's like, are you serious? Mm -hmm. And he says, yes. There were no particular problems when I was in London for two years. Mm -hmm. That's why I can go to Italy with you. I can stay there. And if there are problems, I can just get on a plane and fly back here. Then I can come back to you. And to show you where my priorities lie in my personal life, the next thing he says to me was like even better than him buying a house in Rome. The the next thing he says to you, Ashley? Oh my gosh. Freudian slip match? (laughs) Yep, that is. All right. Well, that happened. Yeah, we have it recorded. There's no taking that back because I am not deleting that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, you should see how red Ashley is and how many tears are streaming red. down her face. Oh my gosh. That's not embarrassing at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> what he says to Edda. Uh-huh. 
What does he say? We'll eat the ice cream you love over the weekend. Feeds we his woman. And they'll go to libraries. Libraries. I mean, <laughs> he's going to get her books and ice cream. That's, is- why it's a, that's why I had that Freudian slip because it's literally everything that I love. I love books and I love food. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> that's all I want <laughs> in life is for a man to feed me and buy oh me books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes. Thankfully my husband does that. So <laughs> Good job. Oh Eric. my goodness. Oh good grief. So then she's yeah, like you, you keep going. She's I like- can't handle any more of this. <laughs> So Edda says, okay, okay, be quiet. I'm going to cry. And he kind of laughs and he's like, I'm doing this so that you don't cry, which, oh, melt my heart. And he says, there's just actually one problem, though. You see, I can't live without you. Foreshadowing number, I lost count, but let's Mm -hmm. say like five or six. Like, I can't live without you. Mm -hmm. So just remember that, guys. He can't live without her. He can't. He can not live without It's her. been explicitly stated. Yes. Yes. And she's just like, I'm so surprised. I don't even know what to say. And then this is probably my favorite thing in the entire world. She gets up and she runs around behind him and puts mm-hmm. her arms like around his neck. But those cheek kisses that she gives him like five in a row, like yes. they are just so dang sweet. And the way it I just took a screenshot of her like with her arms around him because it was the just the dang sweetest. I don't know yep. how else to describe it, but those cheek kisses just gave me life. Like yeah, I adorable. want to like live in those cheek kisses mm-hmm. for the next probably several episodes while we go through another extravaganza. But <laughs> yeah. Because now, you know, we switch back over. Um, He's dropping her off after their morning. And he – I love this too because he tells her, listen, I want to talk to your aunt about the whole Italy thing. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to show how he's – like I think he wants to show he's responsible, that he's committed, he's Mm -hmm. dedicated not only to Edda but to her finishing her education. Right. Um, So I love that he's like, I want to tell her. Um, Yeah. And then he – she's like, okay, that sounds good. And she says – and he says, see you in two hours and – so basically, they're going to – he's like, I'll see you at work in just a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, this – we get a pan over to F.A. on the phone with someone. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, I would bet my life savings it is Baba Ane. Like mm. – and he's like, yeah, I've got the shares. You can come to Istanbul now. And we don't know who he's talking to, but I'm telling you that woman is controlling those puppet strings. Like, mm. I – yeah, that's who I think he's talking to. Okay. So. so now for the terrible news. Do we have to talk about this? We have to talk about this. <laughs> we do have to talk about it because it's literally the most pivotal dang scene in the episode, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I mean, essentially, Alptekin tells Serkan. Right. And it breaks his heart and you can see him connecting the dots mm-hmm. as he's coming Flashing out with back this truth. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And it just breaks him and he's crying. Alptekin just leaves. Okay. Is it like, okay, listen, did you learn nothing when you were Baba Divi? Like you left your son while he had no memory for the last two years, but you're like, yeah, I'm going to go. Poor guy. <laughs> all of his characters, all of the dads he plays are just like, 
Let me give you some terrible news. Okay, oh. bye. <laughs> yes. So true. Like, okay. So I, okay, I said I was watching one of Krem's old DZs. And when I saw episode six of that show, mm-hmm. um, there is this big reveal that happens that is like a devastating blow to him, mm-hmm. to his character. And the opening scene of that episode was so emotional and so like um gritty and like I, like I felt everything he was feeling mm. and so when I saw the way he can play something devastating like that mm-hmm. I was like crap when he finds out about Edda's parents we're in for it because if if this is his range and this show is three years old now, so he's probably mm. only improved since then. And I mean, I can see he won a national award for this role and I can see – or an international award for this role and I can completely see why. But I just knew I was like, oh, when we're going to get emotional Sercon, like we're going to be in for it. And I was very correct because mm. we got emotional Sercon as understanding is dawning. And did you see too, like right before Baba's going to say his name or say her name, he already knows what name he's going to say. But his, you see that look on his face. He like closes his eyes almost like, please say any other name. But, right. but what I already know you're going to say. Like he's hoping against hope that it's anything but uh-huh. Edda Yildiz. Yeah. Yep. So it's, we, we knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. And we know that there will be fallout because there has to be yeah because a a truth like this is not going to just come and go and Mm -hmm. not get dealt with (laughs) but i know that the hope as the podcast is that yeah Mm -hmm. they can stick together through everything Mm -hmm. he's like let it let the chaos come Mm -hmm. let the fire come we'll be Mm -hmm. stronger through it yep and they will you guys eventually yes even if we have some darkness yep you must what is it whenever the darkness is the worst that's when you see the light sorry that's a harry potter quote but (laughs) (laughs) and i totally did not do it justice but it's it's always the good is coming Mm -hmm. exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so like and i said this on twitter yesterday because again after i see really emotional fragments i like to be super dramatic But Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, you guys all know, I love angst. So I am very much looking forward to what's coming. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to tear us apart. I know it's going to wreck me. But like I said on – like I said in this tweet, like we – you can't appreciate the really beautiful things that are going to come from this without seeing the lows that they had to climb out of basically. Like, you know, like – um, and I made a joke because I was like, to quote Hannah Montana, because she has this song called The Climb. But like, seriously, <laughs> like they're in these, they're going to, we're going to be in a low valley probably for the next couple episodes. Right. But it's going to make the journey up to that mountain peak like so much more like delicious and mm. so much more earned and all of like the, the emotional payoff is just tenfold of what it would be if it was like okay we're in love and then mm-hmm. we just plateau with that and we just stay in love forever um this is like the journey of testing that love and putting it through trial by fire and yep all of that so i yes i know my heart's gonna be broken and i'll probably be eating my own words next week but 
I am looking forward to it. So, and I wanted to point out, there's a thread on Twitter. I'm not going to read it because it's long, but I'm just going to point you guys to it. It's from um, someone named Marty and her handle is start of time and then the number one. Hmm. And she has a thread titled, let's talk about why Sarkon Bullet thinks he needs to take the blame for an accident that happened 20 years ago because I see some people <laughs> upset that he didn't give Ada a choice, but that's not how his brain works, a thread. <laughs> and then she has a whole thread that I absolutely love, like mm. her just breaking down his personality and who he is and the things he's been through and why he seems to be headed in the direction it looks like he's headed in hmm. based on the fragments. Awesome. But we also know you can't trust a fragment, so – Right. You know, um, it could be showing us exactly what's happening or it could be showing us something entirely different because in one of the fragments, he does say bitty, mm-hmm. which means it's over. It's done. Yeah. But how many times has he said in the past, he's said something like, I always want you next to me, dot, 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 uh, this week. So there is a possibility he could be saying bitty, Right. Or like, isn't it? Because mm. he just told her the truth mm-hmm. and is like, and now you don't want to be with me, right? Because of this horrible, devastating thing. So, Or it's or it's over that they're keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Another perfectly logical explanation. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then some a couple of people wrote in and I was like, oh, these are good. I want to share these. So – uh, Leticia wrote in and said, I think that the writer will decide to break them up, but I'm not totally sure because she always takes a different route. And since Serkan started the relationship with Edda, I don't think he'll be able to live without her, which he literally said this episode. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Edda has also said to him that sometimes love is not enough. So I think he will take this into consideration and decide that breaking up is the most logical thing. Hmm. Also... Uh, Serkan has some abandonment issues, which complicates the situation even more. And I remember Celine saying in episode one that Serkan is the type of person who abandons before he can be abandoned. Mm. Um, so the breakup and not telling Ida about the accident seems reasonable to me mm-hmm. from that perspective. But as a viewer, I would prefer, of course, that Serkan came clean with the situation and let Edda choose what's best because the truth hurts at first, but it's better finding out um, than finding out later that the person you love is lying to you or keeping a major secret. And she's like, sorry, I just needed to get that off my chest. Yeah. But I liked it. And then Kelly wrote in and said, so I really hope Serkan tells Edda the truth. I'm really hoping for that, but I could see him making up a reason to break things off also. Hmm. If that happens – what I hope is that Alptekin will see how devastated Serkan is and will step up and take responsibility like he said he wanted to anyway and tell Edda and her aunt the truth. And then if that doesn't happen, I was thinking Jiren might be the one to figure it out. She bumped into Ferry and their papers got mixed up. So what if she has some articles on the accident that were with him and they end up with Jiren? Which I thought that's a very keen observation. Ooh, it is. And that's a very plausible a uh, possibility. Uh-huh. Because Ferdy is the one who had to deal with that stuff with Alptekin in the first place. Yep. So she says she could find them after everything goes down with Edda and Serkan, and maybe she's the one that starts asking Ferdy some questions um, and figures it out. She says, but again, I really hope that he'll just prove how much he loves Edda by being honest with her and telling her that he will do whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, and then she says, sorry for the long-winded message, but don't apologize. I loved it. <laughs> So, and then uh, Ruby wrote, um, okay, I had an idea and this one, get ready. She says, what if, she says, so we know from the little prince that the prince leaves his rose on his home planet. So what if after the balcony scene from the fragment Mm. where he says, bitty, bitty, 
Uh, so what if after the balcony scene, Serkan also leaves Turkey a la Divit style because he feels like he shouldn't be there. Um, and he shouldn't be around Edda for the reasons uh, we've already talked about. He remembers how Edda told him that he's ruined her life even before she met him. And he might take that even more to heart now. Like, mm. even though it's not his fault, he's right. going to take he's, this on. He's Serkan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Edda, realizing that Italy with Serkan was her dream, decides to continue her last university year in Turkey instead, being surrounded by her four thorns. Hmm. Serkan goes on to encounter the pilot, the king, so on and so forth, while the fox eventually convinces him to return. Upon returning, he finds out that Edda gave up her dreams because he wasn't with her, but because she's now graduated and Melo and Celine are now friends, Celine hired her at the company. Meanwhile, Baba Bolak gets found out and he loses everything to Edda's grandma, who gives all the shares to Edda. Uh, because... But because Edda wants nothing to do with the shares, she probably gives the shares back to Aidan silently, but begs her not to tell Serkan. And then we get the time jump from Serkan coming back. Meanwhile, Edda has taken Sirius because he refused to eat and was driving himself sick. And Savy brought him and Savy brought him to her and is now thriving under the love of the four girls. Upon returning, Serkan is invited to the opening of a botanical garden named coincidentally after his brother, where he finds that Edda has finished her education in Turkey. And they make after they make up, she goes, haven't figured out that part yet, just exactly how. He takes her to Italy for the year he promised her, where they visit libraries and eat ice cream, return to Turkey, and move into the doctor's house and live happily ever after. F.A. just ends up leaving because I hate him the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the end of the series for you. There so you there you go, guys. Um, I don't think I'd read Ruby's message all the way through. I didn't realize she, like, finished out the series for us, but – um, those were just a couple I wanted to read because there's That's just, so funny. you know, there's a lot of theories out there. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, I personally am holding out hope that the fragments are being misleading, mm. that he does tell her because it just goes against everything in him. He just got rid of these secrets. He just said like, let's let there not be any more secrets between us. He didn't even yeah. want their relationship to be a secret once he told her he loved her. Like, yeah, not at any point. And. I, ju- I just can't see him thinking that her not knowing would be better. I see him more being self-sacrificial and basically like telling her. And then I could see him being like, and now I realize you're never going to be able to look at me again. So I'm leaving or, you know, I won't bother you again or I'll never come around. Like I could see that. And then him yeah. saying like, it's over, like we're done. Right. I just don't see him breaking up with her without explanation because that would literally – the man bought a house in Rome and then yeah. next week is like, oh, P.S., we're done. Bye. Right. No explanation given. Like, yeah. it it doesn't track. No, and doesn't. if he does, if he does that, it just won't, it just won't make any sense. And honestly, I don't think Edda will buy it either. She'll be like, yeah, something's wrong and I'm going to find out what the heck you're keeping from me. And then I'm going to be mad that I had to find it out for myself instead of you just telling me. Yeah, the the only way I see that happening is if he did it like at the beginning of the episode and then mm-hmm. by the end of the episode, she was like, stop. I know there's some other reason that you would be doing this. Mm-hmm. So you have to tell me the truth and then it comes out. Yes, absolutely. So th- I could see that potentially happening uh-huh. as far as him breaking things off with no explanation yeah where he's just trying to like get away but she's mm-hmm. edda's no dummy mm-hmm. she would be like okay sure yeah after everything that's happened mm-hmm. sure you're breaking up with me for no reason sure no, you're really sure, gonna Dan. tell me yeah yeah 
So, so. yeah, either way, we're in for it next week because, uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. – we're – yeah, we're in for it, you guys. Strap in. We're in for a ride. Um, but only it's going to be good things. It might all burn to the ground, but we all know that beauty rises from ashes. So mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta hold out until then. In other news, which I thought was really cool because this just came out today, um, is that um, I thought I had it pulled up, but maybe I don't. But there is a big. Um, like international uh i don't know i don't know what to call it it's not a why can i think i should have thought this out better you guys Campaign? so sorry basically like showing of dz's to be purchased internationally like okay. a um like a not a festival but anyways it's called mipcom 20 mipcom 2020 mm-hmm. and basically it's to market shows to be bought on an international level and Senchal Kapama has many broadcasters in multiple regions already lined up to broadcast it as Love is in the Air. Mm. And uh, the the company who owns the, like, distribution rights, MAD, mm-hmm. they pointed out that the show trending in so many countries caught the attention of a ton of top networks around the world. So we have a very big chance of going quite international. Cool. Which I just think is really exciting. So I just wanted yeah. to share that. So Sweet, dude. Yeah. That would so, be awesome. Anyhow, uh, that's our episode, you guys. And we uh, – I'll be around on Wednesday. Well, I'm watching with all of you Wednesday – well, morning for me. I don't know what time it will be for all of you. But um, I'll be around ready to have my heart ripped from my chest. And then we'll be back next week to talk all about it. So uh, find us all over social media. All the links are in the episode notes. You can follow our Essential Kapama playlist. Uh that link is also in the episode notes. And you can check out our Zazzle store. We have podcast merch um, both from this season and our first season um, in our Zazzle store. You can find the link for that also in the episode notes. So other than that, uh, we will see you guys next week. So until next time. Go to shoot Post a call. Okay.